Welcome to the first drunken boxing podcast of the new decade. Happy New Year to you all, and thank you all for supporting and listening to the Drunken Boxing Podcast. It really means a lot to me. In today's episode, I have two guests joining me, Simon Lockett from Japan and Mark Mastrandrea from the USA, currently residing in Beijing. Simon Lockett has lived in Japan for the past 26 years. Originally from New Zealand, Simon was a professional skateboarder until the age of 29. It was skateboarding which took him to Japan, where he settled. While there, he studied under the highly skilled and renowned Xingyi and Bagua teacher, Feng Zhengbao, for eight years, in which he fully learned his Bagua system. Simon is also a fully trained and qualified Sichuan chef and travels all over Asia and the West running workshops. More recently, he started to study Yin-style Bagua Zhang under Xu Shishi through his close friend, Mark Mastrandrea. Mark is originally from New York, and he is a qualified Chinese medicine practitioner who ran successful clinics in the USA. He started his Chinese martial arts studies in New York, initially under various teachers, including Novell Bell. However, in 2016, Mark decided to relocate to Beijing in order to further his studies with Xu Shishi in Bagua Zhang, as well as to further his knowledge and studies of Chinese medicine. Both Simon and Mark are both deeply dedicated to their practice. And more importantly, they are very close friends. And this is one of the lesser-known gifts these arts give us. Friendships that last a lifetime. I sat down with them both while they were here in Beijing, spending time training with their teacher, Xu Shishi. We discussed many things about their training, their background, their philosophies. It was an interesting discussion with two guys that are quite passionate about their arts. So, let's get right into it. Okay, welcome guys. Simon, Mark. Yay. Mark round two. We tried this uh, actually the first time round. And the very first one you tried to do, right? We had all that. That uh, we had some background noise that destroyed yeah. it. So, which is good though, because this time Simon's here from yeah. Japan. Yeah, thanks for having me. Yeah. It's great so, to be here. Yeah, good to, good to have you guys. And uh, well, I'll start with, I want to get some background. So maybe you start. Mm -hmm. you okay. Start, uh, background just in martial arts. Well, yeah, background. just your, your background. Who okay. are you? Well, um, yeah, so um, I'm originally from New Zealand, and, uh, but I've been living in Japan for 26 years. Uh, so originally, um, well, as I was young, I, um, I, I did like judo and I did karate and I always like really wanted to get, um, deeply into like, um, martial arts, but and this was in New Zealand, this right? was in New Zealand. Yeah. yeah. But I happened to, um, um, become like a professional skateboarder and during the time I was a professional skateboarder, it was just like kind of impossible to, to, you know, keep doing, you know, like martial arts, you know, because it was yeah, just, yeah. the schedule was just like, you're all over the place, you know, but I always had a thing of like, when I when I finish like skateboarding, I'm going straight into martial arts, you know. So, what age did you start getting like deep into the skateboard? Uh, I, I was pretty young. As I was about eight. Yeah, got my, okay. my brother gave me a skateboard when I was like eight, yeah. And then I was sort of like, I was doing judo at that time and I'm um, doing karate at that time and skateboarding. And then it kind of like just started, you know, uh, Filtering as up. I got better, you yeah. know, at skateboarding. And then it sort of, I ended up, like I said, ended up living in, um, like I used to live in Wellington. I was born in Wellington and then I was, living in Auckland and then I was living in Brisbane and then I was living in Sydney and then I ended up going to Tokyo and I was supposed to do a year in Tokyo um, for skateboarding for skateboarding and then go to the States but I did like one year in Tokyo and like loved it so much they were like oh you know because skateboarding was like taking off in Asia yeah yeah and Tokyo is like the main hub, hub for, yeah, for but in, in Asia um, so they were like oh do you want to do another bit year and I was like yeah yeah. but what were you doing there for a year um, so I was like so, so basically they have um, like I was writing for a US company and the US company has like a distributor like that distributes throughout Japan yeah? and, okay. their, and their, their sole 
job as like you know like wanting to like promote you know skateboarding more and, and whatnot throughout Japan. So uh, I was there like on a contract where they basically have like the ASIJ, which is the Japan like Professional Skateboard Association, and uh, they have a set of like demonstrations and tours oh, that okay. that sort of follow the the season um, through Japan. So it goes from like Okinawa in the winter, right? You yeah. start down there and then you end up like you know in Hokkaido in the in the summer, and that's sort of where your season ends. So I did like seven years or whatnot of, of that. That's quite that intense, man. Yeah, yeah. No, I won Japan Championship a couple of times and, and, uh, and yeah, I like had my own pro, pro model. And wow. Like, yeah, like, yeah. So I was like a, I was a, you know. I mean, I was a skateboarder when I was a teenager too, but obviously oh, not to any yeah. any level that we could write home you about. You can find your stuff on YouTube. Yeah, I mean, I wrote for... I've seen a bit of your stuff on yeah, YouTube you and it's like really old good. stuff, yeah. like I wrote for like Drawers and um, yeah, Capital and like DC Shoes and like Four Star Clothing and like, yeah, like a... Yeah, and the, what year was it that you went to Japan the first time? I went to time? Japan in 95. was okay. the first time. Like, so actually, um, when the gas bombings happened... Yeah, sarin um, gas. Yeah, the sarin gas bombings happened. They, those gas bombings stopped me from catching... I went for a three-week tour before I lived in Japan for yeah. skateboarding. And those gas bombings um, stopped me from um, going back to Australia. And I had to sleep in um, Narita Airport for 24 hours on the floor. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because of the gas that. bombings. Wow. Yeah, yeah. So it's kind of crazy because I was in the um, the Tohoku earthquake as well. Oh, so nice. I've been like the two like major major incidents. You've got so you've checked yeah. off uh, terrorist attack, <laughs> <terrorist> earthquake. <laughs> Next you need tsunami. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nuclear yeah, fallout. Yeah, yeah. Did you do the nuclear yeah. fallout? You kind of done that already. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I've done that one. So I'm doing all right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still bucket list. Yeah, right. but this is this is more like a kick the bucket yeah, list. Survivors, survivors, death. You can't get me. You know. So I was like, um, after skateboarding, I was like. I was um, super beaten up. Like, I wasn't that old. Injuries? Yeah, I was like 20, 27, 28, something like that. And um, I was just like super beaten up. Mm. And um, uh, I was doing like Jikundo and yeah, that was okay. Um, in Japan? In Japan. Okay, yeah, is it big? Yeah, 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 it's big. It is big in Japan. Yeah, yeah. There's, 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 there's one guy, the one guy, I forgot his name now because it was so long ago. But um, we're talking about, like a long time ago now. But there's this one guy who was. Um, he trained on Dan and Santo for like years, you know, and he was um Japanese was guy. Japanese guy, okay. and he was teaching in um in um like a place called uh what was it, what was it, what was it? he was um if anybody in Japan knows who I'm talking about for Takatamagawa, he was in a place called Takatamagawa, and um so I went and trained there for a little bit, you know, and it was, yeah it was like he was pretty good like like they, we had, had a lot of a lot of, like sparring and a lot of like hands on like two man stuff and stuff yeah, like yeah, that, yeah. so it was pretty it was good like yeah. that. Um, but I was like kind of beaten up as well. So I was, I was kind of like at that stage was like, oh man, I really want to like, like, you know, fix your like body. fix my body and heal stuff. And then one of my, my bros who was there, who was training was saying, oh, this is dude who does like Guang Ping Yang, uh, Taiji, you know, who used to study up under Shifu Zhang, who's out. And, um, don't know if you've seen on YouTube, the, the long spear form by mm. Shifu Zhang, like yeah, he was amazing. Um, yeah. and this guy studied under him for years. So I went and study there and Japanese guy also. Ja- uh, no no he's, he's an American guy from San Francisco oh and he lives in yeah. Japan he's lived in Asia for like 35 wow. four years he, like, he lived in Hong Kong and was all through the, the Hong ghost Kong of Don mo- movies and yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> so, so so he was my first teacher but when I was doing the, the he taught Bagua as well right but, but yeah but not like not really um not like you know, Bagua is a whole system. Like mm-hmm. he just had a bit of Bagua of what he did. Oh, so he learned something and he's yeah, teaching whatever he yeah, learned. Yeah, yeah. And then he, but he was sort of like, you know, could he, you identify what Bagua he was doing? 
Did he know? Not really, nah. No, I don't yeah. really know. When I'm looking at it, I was just like, it was... He's really a touchy guy. He's really a touchy guy, but he only taught three palm changes. That was it. Okay. Yeah, 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 that was it. And yeah, he's just like, well, you know, where it first started was just like, yeah, off the, off the three palm changes. And that's what he taught because that's what Jung had taught him. Okay. So it was kind of cool. Like, mm. it wasn't bad stuff. Um, like, um, especially all, all the opening exercises and winding exercises were kind of cool. Like, I still do a lot of them today. Yeah. Um, but, um, but from there, I was, like, um, I was kind of like, um, yeah, Bagua is like really like something me you know piqued your interest i think it's just because i've always been like a sports dude like you know i played like rug, um soccer and rugby and yeah and i just i was just i just the whole concept of just you know moving and you know circling twisting and you know mm-hmm. spiring on that you know with the base and just sort of like worked for me you know? yeah so that's when i found um uh like fong you know, okay and then from there it's just like yeah fong the whole way through like um i actually um it's kind of interesting because Fong had like the main. Well, before before I mean, some people mm. won't know who Fong is that you're referring to. Oh, so. okay, okay. So yeah, so um, well, he's uh, teaches like um, swimming dragon Bagua. Yeah, he's from from Shanghai. Um, he got like a cultural exchange. He got sent to Japan on like, like a cultural friendship exchange. Mm. They used to have those deals going on where they'd send you know, like st- someone yeah, from yeah. Japan would go and yeah, yeah, vice versa. And he ended up in Japan, um, taught like you know. Well, types of uh, right police and military and stuff like that and then also like um started ended up starting his own school in japan and you know continuing teaching from there do you so, know what year he went to japan i'm not sure on the exact year that he went to japan yeah I'm so not sure. who we're talking about is feng Junbao. yeah and uh, if people listening want to look him up you should uh, i'll put some links in the in the show notes of mm. feng Junbao. i mean i've anybody who's involved in xingyi and bagua if they mm-hmm. don't know who feng Junbao is they've not been looking out much, but I mean, he's pretty well known yeah. as a highly skilled uh, uh, practitioner of both arts. I remember the first time I saw him, mm. just a video clip of him, and I didn't know who he was. Mm. And what just came across was this power. Yeah, yeah, he's powerful. Yeah. Yeah. He, he, to this day, is the most powerful martial artist I've ever met. Yeah, but I that guy was a bear, man. You had a friend of yours yeah. who was a pro boxer. Yeah. He said you, yeah. you shook his hand once. Said, well, one of my friends, a guy called Christy, Christian Yomez, Yuji Gomez is what his boxing okay. name is in Japan. And he was like the all-time um, knockout champion um, in Japanese like boxing history and lightweight history. Like, yeah. like 35 fights, 35 knockouts. And this guy was like, He's he just had the, the shamfire, like, without even having to, to develop it, you know, he was just sort of born. But this guy Mini Tyson. Mini Tyson. He watched his fights. He literally knocked dudes across the... Hey, yeah. Like, literally knocked dudes out across the ring. The hair like, shakes the thing, as yeah. they're flying backwards. You're like, like oh, my yeah. God. Like, <laughs> he just saw his soul leave his body through his eyes. Like, you know. He was my boxing coach, yeah. Okay. Um, but that's the whole story about how me and Guy and that all-star training. But anyway, but... um. But he, one time, met, we met him at the, my, my hometown's, like, train station. And... um. I was like, oh, this is my, you know, Bhagavad teacher, you know, and this guy, like, you know, shook his hand, and, you know, when we left, he just turned straight around and was like, bro, like, <laughs> that dude is fucking strong. <laughs> just from <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. my hands, and this guy, like, he's strong, man, this yeah. guy, so, but um, he was strong, and he was powerful. And what styles did he train? He trained, like, three or four, actually, right? Yeah. Oh, Fong. He did the six harmonies. He did Xinyi Liu Ha. I know that. He also did other Xinyi, and then he did Bagua. And then he did Shui Jiao, too. He trained with a Shui Jiao teacher. I mean, my teacher knows him. They know each other from way before. way before. But, I mean, he's been in Japan for so long. For a long time. It's almost like he's Japanese. Does he teach in Japanese? Yeah, he does. He teaches in Japanese. But, like, one of the... 
one of the guys who I ended up training, well, as the story goes on later, but one of the guys that I turned up training is a guy called Paul, um, who um, he he'd like studied in um, Shanghai in the seventies, and then he moved to Japan, and and then he ended up finding Fong, okay. and and he was like his chi- his um, Mandarin is like really really good. Sorry, you carry on talking. Yeah. yeah so he was like um he, he was speaks kind of, Shanghainese, right? Yeah, yeah. So he so yeah. I mean, if he's from Shanghai, yeah. they speak Shanghai dialect, but they obviously learn Mandarin too. So yeah. So he was um so he he was sort of under. Like he, he, Fong setup was funny because you had the, the official school setup, yeah, you know, with the sort of Japanese way, yeah. and then you had the kind of the bros, <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. And Paul was like his dude, you know, because his, his, his Mandarin was so good and stuff like that. So they would like, for example, when we we're doing like all this, uh, the '64 like sparring patterns and all that sort of stuff, like that had the book, you know, all, all on um, Mandarin and stuff like that. And him and Paul would be sussing it out, like, da, 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 da. And right, then, right? And then he had Paul's Japanese is really good too. So Fong's Japanese was good, but it wasn't like as good as you know, so mm-hmm. he would sort of put it across. Yeah, so that's sort of how it worked like like that. So he basically, you know, would pretty much teach in Japanese, but whenever it got to something that got like, you know, like, uh, he'd be like, Paul. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and then, you know, and then sort of Paul would take this. So that's sort nice. of... But I... Um, how did you meet Fong? So how I met him was um, I got put onto him, you know, and then I went down there, okay, and... He, I, is he I, far from? Was he far from? He you? was. He was. He was like where he was. He was about an hour and forty-five minutes, like to a couple of hours away, almost. You know, probably door door. He'd be talking about a couple of hours, like on the train, like an yeah. hour and a half. You know, um, so one day uh, I was um, I was supposed to go to the Taiji class. Yeah, um, and doing my, your Guangping. Yeah, yeah, yeah. doing Guangping, and then my wife was. Um, Something happened. Well, well, oh yeah, my wife was supposed to go, was supposed to like take care of my daughter and all sort of stuff. She got sick, yeah. And then so I was, I was like, um, I was like, okay, well, you know, I can't go to, to training today, and it was kind of a bit rainy anyway. And then I was like, I've got time, you know, my daughter wants to go out or whatever. I might just go down, you know, have a look at that phone place, yeah, and then not? sort of take my daughter, you know, somewhere, yeah. Went down, you know, and then um, just. You know, we went to class and then he was just like, hey, you know, how you doing? I was like, hey, how you doing? And he's like, oh, he's like, oh, yeah, we're just chatting about, like, still living, how long you been in Japan, what have you been doing? Yeah, da, 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 just talking about where you want to live, blah, blah, He's like, oh, okay, yeah, come on. So, um, I went back home, you know, and then um, my wife, like, called up the, the main, um, like, office, you know, which she had, like, a, this, this guy called Kitamura called him up and then um, was like, oh, he wants to, you know, study, yeah. And then, from what happened from there was, um, he ended up pulling my wife back and then he ended up saying he was like oh look there's a there's a place right near you that I teach like a bunch of old ladies um sun style taiji because he talks oh, right. right yeah yeah that's it and um and so he he said look Dave said you know you're okay to come along like do you want to learn bagua you know if you want to learn bagua you can come along like like you know, on those days yeah I'll teach you bagua only Okay. Yeah. So I was like, okay. So I ended up doing seven years down there with he would come in and there was these this group of ladies and he'd be like, oh yeah, oh how's it going? Yeah, well, yeah, how you doing? Yeah, and he'd come along, yeah, and then he'd just be like, oh yeah, okay, so I'll do uh, listen to that, and listen to that, okay, and they'd just start, and go. then he'd just be like, right, you know, and and I learned, and that's where, and then finally it got to a stage where he's like, saying, he was like, oh, I want you to come down to the main place on Saturdays because I want you to train more with Paul, and you know, because at okay, the time, nice. at the time I didn't speak any Mandarin, like my Japanese was okay, but what, you know, now I speak more, but um. Yeah, so he's like, I want you to come down and you know, we can start clearing stuff up. But 
I did the like I did the Chinanda and um, I did like you know the basic five like um, Xingyi lines. Okay. Um, I did the sixty four sparring pens uh, and I did the, the Bagua like yeah, like I did the, 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 yeah yeah I did like the like what was his system that he was teaching in terms well of he had he had like you say the sixty four spying pens right and then the Chinna came across the board with everybody so the Chinna has got like three different sets of like one hundred and twenty four um, techniques yeah te- techniques per per set and they inter reverse. So the yeah, two man yeah. sets, right? Yeah, yeah. That's um, how, you're, like an uke, like yeah, a guy learning yeah. and a, a guy teaching. And then there was there was there was the two man conditioning. We had like a whole whole bunch of like two man conditioning that you do, um, footwork drills, like all footwork drills and line drills. Every one of the sixty four palms is breaking down broken down to line drills as well. So you did it in sh- as it should be. You did, yeah. it, did it lines and, as then, it should and be. Really? then you did the two man form sh- straight together, and then finally you put it on the circle. You know, right. so so we would spend like we would be like okay this month we're going to do like this many you know and we do the lines of, of the in the first week we do the lines of the moves that were you know that, yeah, that yeah. we're going to learn and then once they they cleaned up we'd put the pattern together as in like just facing each other straight on and do it you know, and then once that settled we'd put it on the circle you know okay and then in the end you just like in the last like you know last part of the month we didn't really it wasn't really a month like like it was until until yeah, yeah 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 but it usually took about a month yeah because yeah. the guys that were doing it were doing it pretty seriously like there's mm-hmm. a like, group of like six or seven of us who were you know so what were his i mean his usual and classes like were they full i mean did he have a lot well, of students he had he had he had a lot of students he had a lot of students he had like 300 students all up. wow but but different areas Oh, okay. Right, all over the place, yeah. And then he had his main... Because I know the Japanese are crazy about Taiji. Oh, like, yeah, totally man. insane yeah. about it. And the really Xing too, man. The Xing-Yi, really? Yeah, because I think the Xing-Yi, like, really, really blends well with stuff like Kyokushin. Yeah, guys that are coming like that. from that yeah. kind of... And a lot of guys can take that leg technique that they get from Kyokushin and then go into, like, Xing-Yi and, and learn all that, that mm. upper hand stuff and actually come out with something pretty... Serious. Pretty serious. Solid, yeah, 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 you know what I mean? Solid, so... Um, Every time we train in the park, you always see Tai Chi people in. Yeah, it's always yeah. Tai Chi people. people. Well, I mean, the, the, the Japanese groups. Wushu Federation is called the All Japan Tai Chi Chan Wushu Federation. Really? Yeah. Oh, wow. It's That's interesting. Oh, yeah, look at that. There you go, right there. Yeah. All Japan Wushu. Yeah, I mean, when we're there, you there's there's some guys, too, that we watch, and like, they'll have the Kyokushin in this corner of the park. And there's some guys who do Shi. Yeah. There'll be some guys who do. They're very much into the, like Chuantong Wushu. You know. And, yeah. And, yeah. I mean, but, yeah, dude, they, like, they like it. I mean, there's like a couple it. of things I mean, that stands like, about. Like we, like if we go back to like the training, right? You know, so we were we were basically if if you would come we're coming, we'd all stretch out. Mm-hmm. You know, we'd do Qigong. Yeah, and then after that we'd uh, we'd go into like all of the winding, you know, all okay. of the different winding exercises. Mm-hmm. Winding. Then we get into all the straight line stepping. Yeah. You know, and we do do that. Then we do all the two man. All two man drills together, all two man conditioning, yeah, da, da, da. nice, yeah, and then we'd basically um, get into like yeah, like whatever palms you're working on. So if you're working on like yeah, the mother palms, or if you're working like the animals, or if you're working right. like the nine palace gate, you know, like yeah, the, yeah. whatever you were doing at the time, then we'd all get together and we'd all do do patterns, yeah, yeah, you know, and, and we'd go through and do the patterns, and then we would like um, have free sparring nice. at the end, right? Yeah, and we'd we'd have like free sparring where basically um, you'd line up. You know, and like you say, if there's 20 people in the class, you'd have like, you know, 10 and 10 and just be like, right, you know, a minute and you guys would just spar and just rotate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. And then just rotate. Yeah. Exactly like that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But also we had like, we would, when the main class finished, um, like there would be, like after I'd been there for a while, one time I was leaving and the guy, Paul, was like, oh, hey, you know, um, you, you're busy? And I'm like, no, no, oh, yeah, come back and, and hang out. And then we'd come back and then 
you know, from there I started hanging out with sort of like the core dudes and we were yeah. doing like a lot more like, you know, like learning like, you know I mean? Deeper stuff. Yeah, yeah, deep stuff and how to fight and, you know, like, and... I mean, I think know. to me, like, I mean, as the yeah, long... we had the goon, we had the goon, yeah. you know, the, the, the ones, like the long spears, yeah, like, yeah, all, all the weapons. All I mean, for me, that's what you just mentioned about, like, that core group of people and they're getting together and talking and to me that's like that's like the the real value yeah that is, yeah, that is like that like yeah. family bond yeah. social yeah. and you know that's where it's at yeah that's that really, really where it's at those are the people yeah. who really progress yeah like progress progress you know what i mean like and then still to this day still to this day around my area from just training in the park every day i meet this like southern mantis dude um who's southern mantis is pretty good um japanese uh, guy too no no he's an australian guy and oh, then wow. another friend of mine an english guy who's um wing chong's legit he learned from this like cantonese dude in a garage in okay. Doncaster. yeah and, <laughs> yeah. and bro like he's laughing at his name we used to call him the, 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 the longest hands in the east. He's <laughs> yeah. like, like seven foot tall, the <laughs> longest arms. Like, like, yeah, he, like, so, but, um, and, well, the people and, you would never know of, yeah. right? Like going back to what we were and saying. And then, yeah, exactly. then there was Guy, who was the, the pro fighter, you know, and mm-hmm. Yuji, who was the pro fighter. And like, we were all training together. There's my friend Ben, who's so, like so doing one thing. That guy, I mean, you just, you met all these we people. We all just, get together in the okay. park and just like, like so cool, mix man. it up. That's, That's really so cool. cool. Yeah, and and is uh, Fung still teaching today? Nah, no, he's no? completely retired. Oh, okay, yeah. so yeah. what does he do? Well, nothing. Yeah, at the moment. Yeah, so he's just completely. How old is he now? He must be over seven. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, I think he's a few yeah. years older than my teacher. I mean, he was, I he was very but... like he was very op- like he was very very open, um, teaching wise. Yeah, very very friendly and very very supportive, teaching wise and stuff like that. But he was very very personal. There was still. A lot of stuff that even people who are close to him for years and years and years, mm. y- you know, didn't really know. Do you, you know what I mean? Like, I don't know if he maybe he just liked to keep it like that, you maybe, know, a little bit. Maybe, yeah, yeah, two people. Kind of, yeah, yeah, it's kind of fair enough. Is he still in Japan? I mean, another thing you got to remember is that he is, um, he, you know, he, in the time that he came and stuff like that, like, you know, you are like Chinese in Japan, just just the same as if you're Japanese in China. Like, right, you know what I mean? Right, like, there's right. some things that there's you don't go around announcing. And, no, you know, no, no, you know no, no, I mean? totally, like, yeah, totally. So I think that could Is be he still there? there? Um, yeah, he's still there. He's still there. Yeah, and he goes, I think he's back and forth. Do you think he's wanting Japan. to be here more, back home? Um, does he call no, it home? I think, no, he, he does, he really does like Japan. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Like, so he's and, 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 and I mean, don't get me wrong, he loves, he loves, he loves China, he always loved going back and stuff like that, but, I think he got yeah he just he said got a, a sort of had a, quite a core here you know like there there so yeah. not here um, yeah so he would just yeah that's where he felt like at that yeah, particular sometimes time sometimes you just get used to being in a place yeah, right? so, yeah. yeah. I mean that's like, the thing with me too here you've been like, here too. for so long right yeah, yeah Japan, Japan 26 years yeah, yeah for you too yeah, go yeah. back to New Zealand I'm like um, <laughs> okay like I love it but yeah like it's not really home yeah, yeah, yeah it is yeah, it, you get yeah. that feeling man it's like yeah okay well you know I'm used to it here yeah 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 so okay so before we get into how 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 you two got together let's get a bit of your background all right I'll give you a brief background um, I started I started studying martial arts at four years old because my mom could not find a ballet school to put me into. She had this obsession with this oh, idea. Oh, poor you. Yeah, poor me. You know? <laughs> you know? She had this obsession. That's all making sense. Now it makes sense. Why I'm so fucking weird, right? Like, she had this idea that, and it's, it's, it's not wrong, that ballet increases ambidextrousness in children. I was her first child. So mm. she's like, what can I do to make my child ambidextrous and, and very... Sports associated weight. Double nunchucks. Did you double think about yeah, yeah, <laughs> You know, and, and nunchucks on your toes. And she just, my, my mom was not a sports person. My dad was. My dad, mm-hmm. my dad, for example, um, 
had he not had some problems in his early life, would have been in the NBA. And he really? was that he was that good. Okay. When I was um when I was young, and my dad was my dad ended up as a janitor at this like local YMCA style pro, uh, program, and they used to have like professional basketball players or college stars come down and play basketball and sign autographs for the kids. And so my dad would open up the gym early because my dad was into karate and he'd do all these things. He was he had a gym in the house, always like it, like everything was like. It wasn't ever new. It was like always wrought iron, like pumping iron. Like, and he wasn't a big guy, but he was always like physical, right? Mm-hmm. So, like, I kind of got that physical culture from him. And uh, so, I remember going to watch him, like, at he'd invite. He, oh, so so and so is going to come down. There's a star, Vin Baker. He was like an NBA player. Yeah, I know. He's, yeah, he's going to come down. He's going to do this. this is before Vin Baker came out of the yeah. NBA, and he's going to come down. He's going to shoot around. Da, da 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 da. And I was like, oh, you, you want to come? I don't know who he is at the time. I'm nine years old. But I'm like, okay, I'll go. And so I go down, he opens up the court, and Finn Baker was like, hey, you want to you shoot around and warm up with me? And I was like, and there was another guy from, like, University of Rhode Island. I think his name was, like, Tyson Wheeler. He was another one. A couple people made the NBA. And they would they'd be like, hey, you want to shoot around and warm up? My dad would be like, all right, he'd put down the broom. And I would sit there and watch my dad beat these dudes. And my dad was in his 40s, and some of these guys were in their 30s and 20s and, yeah. like, early 20s. And my dad would, like, it wasn't, like close like my dad would shoot three point my dad's five nine five foot nine inches these guys were like over six feet yeah and they would be like who are you you know like when did john stockton yeah, yeah, yeah. that's what they were calling they were calling john stockton yeah, like yeah they would, they'd be like geez stockton why are you a janitor why aren't you and he'd be like well you know you know you know and he'd just go off and push the broom and do his things and but so that kind of imbued this cultural this this uh physical culture in me and then i started off in goju karate with uh a guy who trained her, Chuck Merriman, who was the USA Olympic team. And um, this was instead of ballet. This was instead of ballet. Yeah, right? I lucked out, right? Uh, maybe ballet lucked out. I might have ruined the sport. <laughs> but, uh, so, yeah, so there was that. And then um, after that, I was like, I was hooked, man. That was like in the 80s. And Ninja Turtles came out, all these martial arts movies. And you're a little yeah. kid. And you're like, I want to do this and that. And my family was very poor. So I was too, really too young for the Gojiru school. So eventually, my yeah, dad's friend was like, he's everybody else in the class like nine your kids four there's no young kids classes you know so they were like all right so i left the school and my my parents started having more kids and they just couldn't afford to put me in a martial arts school so i would take like the introductory class for you know 50 bucks and a free gi you know and i was like jump around from school to school so i studied some tank sudo and some karate and some all these different things and finally i was like i don't want to do anything else but martial arts um so Eventually, you wanted to stop martial arts. Oh, no, I didn't want to do anything else, but because they would be oh, like, "Oh, why don't you go play soccer? Why don't you go play?" Oh, football? You were just hooked on martial. arts. I was hooked on it, but like they never had the money for it, yeah. right? Like mm-hmm. I, I did wrestling for a little while when I was in elementary school, and my very first year, I did great. I, um, I was in third grade, and uh, they added me to this. They, they put me in the, um, the, the city wrestling team, and my very first year, I came in second in the city or in the town championships with full blown pneumonia. And, like, because they took me to the doctor, and I, like, barely could breathe. And the doctor's like, you should go home and rest. I was like, no! I've got a wrestling championship to go to. And, like, my mom was like, all right, if he wants to go. The only reason I didn't win is because I was wheezing. <laughs> you know, I was like... <laughs> and so, like, this guy who had, like, been wrestling since he was in kindergarten beat me. But, like, other than that, I came in second place. So nice. I just kept pushing myself and pushing myself. And then eventually, finally, when I got to high school, I dropped out of all the sports. I said, I don't want to do anything with martial arts. So, but, and particularly I wanted to get into like Chinese martial arts because I had been reading books on Chinese martial arts and, um, I'd studied Japanese ones and I'd studied Western wrestling and things, but I, it was always a draw. Right. And so, um, there's like a depth to it. Well, and while there were other things, there was like this, this 
intangible fluidity. You know what I mean? That like, mm. you know what? Like, you can see through it. And you're like, but this could be this. I have a feeling this could is really this. But nobody I see is actually doing it like that. But I really feel you like... You mean Chinese martial arts. Chinese martial arts. Mm. Yeah, 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 there's something, I mean? there's there's something, something there, yeah. you know, that even if you don't understand it, like when you're yeah. younger, you look at it like there's something special there. Yeah. I, I think what got me with that was like, yeah, it was skateboarding because it's so technical and how you got to learn how to use your feet yeah. and pop the board and flip it and land do, do, on this Do you want to hear something that's yeah? ridiculous? Yeah. That's what kind of... Yeah. You, you, like, I mean, I remember at one of my uh, earlier Chinese martial arts schools when mm. a, a crew of skateboarders joined. Mm. Mm. And they were just phenomenal. Yeah, yeah. killing it. Yeah, I, I wouldn't doubt it because they can take a beating. And <laughs> yeah, they, they can take a and beating. They used to l- get learning like yeah, you know, like you know what I mean? they had yeah. natural coordination. Yeah, yeah, they yeah. were just yeah, they were just they were really skateboarders good. Skateboarders are pretty fearless. I think I if mean, you take like I mean, I if mean, I'm when talking you about, think s- about skateboarding, yeah. though, like if you think about nothing is harder than concrete. At, standing, <laughs> at top, standing at top of a thirty stair handrail, and you're like, okay, I'm going to roll up on my piece of wood with my four wheels and my trucks. I'm going to I'm going to tap my tail. I'm going to, with the sandpaper that's on the top of the board, I'm going to flip my foot on this angle. The board's going to do a full flip. I'm going to land on the front truck on a 45 degree angle. I'm going to balance all the way down the sturdy stair exactly. And just before I come out, I'm going to pop off the nose and use my back foot to flip it this way. And he'll flip once. And if I don't, I'm going to hospital for eight months. But that's how I looked at like um Chinese Kung Fu because it is technical. Yeah. But to me it made sense. Yeah. Because I'm yeah. like, no, you can make this work and yeah. it can be super yes. effective super if you get it right. But yeah. you're gonna have to take the time. Yeah. You know, and like you know, if you look at skateboarding, like just to learn to Ollie and Nolly and you know, move all the various ways, it's gonna take you like six, seven years of, of mm-hmm. one, eating it. You know, but two, mm. dedicating yourself to it yeah. to, to really yeah. master it, that's you know, it. and you know, and, and I that's think just that's what attracted me to it. Yeah. You know? Whereas some some other things that might be a little bit more straightforward is, is fine, but it's kind of like, uh, you know. Yeah. But I think like yeah. when we what we're talking about is like potential, right? There's mm. yeah, there's yeah. a lot of potential exactly. buried right. in it, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. And because you look at all these specific things and you look at like, there's something too about we're always talking about this the shenfa. Mm. There's something about there's something Chinese there. kung fu shenfa yeah. that's like. Yeah, Be, I mean, there are other great martial arts out there, but there's something about Chinese Kung Fu Shenfa that's like, yeah, okay, refined. this is another category, yeah, refined. another yeah. refinement. Yeah. Yeah. I think that as funny as it is, the semantics of the Shenfa become the holdback, you know, yeah. of a lot of it because people are like, no, but you, your shoulder is lifted here, and da 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 da. It's like, man, shut the fuck up, you know. Yeah, like, yeah, well, I mean, yeah. but, that's you know, that's if you take the Shenfa and disconnect it yes. from yeah. the result of exactly. using it. So if you're exactly. just looking at it for what yes. it is, yeah. you get stuck. All in that, that yeah. you know, performance, yeah. yeah. And I think that's what's really held Chinese Chinese martial arts back. Mm-hmm. At the same time, when I finally went to school years later and became a doctor, a physician in Chinese medicine, I feel like that's the same thing with with. Chinese medicine, but any refined practice, any refined practice, right? Becomes dogmatic, can be dogmatic, exactly. And it's like, oh no, well, uh, you know, well this, and I think that it happens in cultures where they've had this idea of refinement for so long, and steps to who's, who's who's teacher, and this is the the traditional or the 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 accepted standard of how we do this. Well, it's Confucian. It's Confucian, Confucian. and we have a lot of that here in Chinese culture, right? So we we you don't question it. Yes, Yes. if you don't understand it, you don't ask. Yep. Yeah. If you don't feel mm-hmm. it, you don't try. Yeah. yeah, and thankfully, it was my. It was actually one of the big people who opened my eyes to a lot of this. Even though I saw it, but I wasn't finding anybody else who was questioning it as much as I did. It was my Chinese medical teacher, my 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 my, uh, uh, my acupuncture teacher, uh, Jeffrey Yuan. I actually went to his. So he's a 
He's a very well known in the West um, uh, Chinese medical scholar. He was a Taoist priest. Uh, his grandfather was born in Huashan in the 1880s, and uh, he grew up in a Taoist monastery, like in the old way. And uh, he practiced the Hua Fist. It was called um, Wu Xingquan. Mm -hmm. And he fought many fights, and uh, he, he fought some tournaments there were some fights to the death like his grandfather his grandfather okay. was very well known. he lived to like 108 or 109 years old and so jeffrey it was his adopted grandfather and so jeffrey was brought up in this idea under his grandfather and then also his grandfather's friend who was actually a taijian was actually a eunuch physician in gugong at the taiping academy okay taught him the imperial herbal medicine so when jeffrey taught us like such a very like like Biao Jun I get like the standard idea of you know Confucian idea of medicine he was very fluid and Taoist about it and so it really kind of made me feel more comfortable with what many people looked at as me as a rebel in like Chinese martial arts I was like no wait this guy's far more understands the culture he's Chinese he speaks the language his grandfather was born in the Qing dynasty like mm. this guy knows what's up well I think and this kind of bridges what he's saying like, yes what, yeah. what, what Simon was saying like skateboarding it's so hard. You're gonna do seven years of deep and yes. it's like Chinese martial yeah, arts. Exactly. You got to get through those and basics and drill them for so and long. As far as like, the Shinfa and then you goes, get freedom. Yeah. As far as yes. the Shinfa goes, right? Is that you know in in skateboarding, unlike a, a lot of the ways that um, Chinese martial arts are taught these days, is that there's consequences for not getting it right. Yes. Yes. <laughs> like yes. proper consequences. Yes. You know? Like, I don't, you know, like eating like, soup uh, for the next three yeah, months. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've broken like 34, 35 bones. Like yeah. not, not talking about fractures, like yeah. and snaps and concussions. And, you know, so it's like, so that makes you like, it's not about like, oh, your shoulder's too high. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's about the total connectivity yeah. of what you're doing. Yeah, cause and, and effect. Yeah, yeah yes. exactly. And, yes. and so, you know, so I would find like, and for me, luckily, yeah. Fong was, was a very um, detailed but very simplistic teacher as well. Like, mm. if you started like, oh, is that because he just be like, shut the fuck up. But isn't that how, I mean, I found that's how all the older generations were. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yes. yeah. And like, that's, let's that's just, what, just leave yeah. all that philosophical stuff. Yeah. Let's yeah. not just, just do the practice. Yeah. Sweat. Exactly. Yeah, in exactly. Chinese yeah. medicine, yeah. Jeffrey was very nice, but... Yeah. He would, but on the, sometimes we take the train home together because we live in the same direction. And he said it, it was very cool because a lot of people in Chinese medicine, they get like obsessed with, well, what does it say in the Huang Jing? What does it say in the Yellow Emperor's Canon? Well, this says this and da 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 da. And one day we had an issue in school. There was an argument between myself and another teacher over things because this person. You mean was, med Chinese medical Chinese school? medical school because okay. in, in, in med school, because this person was like, if it doesn't do this and the Aging doesn't say this and da da da, then you're not. But it was like that she didn't understand the spirit of the book. She was like, this is the rule, and this is the rule, and this is the rule, and nothing else. And it was very much to, like, basically pull people in and polarize people under this idea and isolate them. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? And 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 I, I finally, Jeffrey, like, came and met me about the issue. We were talking about it, and he goes, dude, this is just a trail guide. What you see in front of you and what you have to deal with in front of you is reality. Mm -hmm. And if your trail guide doesn't match the reality of the trail you're on... Put Ditch it to the, the side. Trailer. Yeah. Yeah. Trailer. Yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah. and figure out what works. It always take reality mm -hmm. is real, and a trail guide is only something that maybe at that time worked because things were different. Yeah. And that's yeah. what I love about, for example, when I finally met Shu Shu Shi here in Beijing. His he was very much like he's like, you know, it wasn't this hold this guard posture out like this when you find that out. He was like, hands up, move, move, yeah. you know, yeah. step around, wide your feet. Why don't you have footwork? Why don't you have this and that? And so finally when I met Shu, it was really nice because it was a person who had grown up in traditional China but was like 
and so had the understandings of what the culture was, but was like, dude, I used to fight. Like, this is how you yeah, do yeah. this. Yeah. That's yeah. what I mean. That's what I yeah. mean by the older generation. And it doesn't mean all yeah. of them even. Yeah. Some right. of them don't have that too. Yeah. But I like my teacher's got this saying that he. He's asked me to translate, and he's never remembered the full translation. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so yeah. he gets parts of it. So he, yeah. like somebody, somebody will come and learn a technique, and, and my teacher will show them. Okay, this angle, this angle, mm. this is the method. And the guy will be like, "But should I have my elbows here or my elbows here?" And my teacher's like, "How power? How good?" Yeah, 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 yeah. And I'm like, "What he's trying to tell you is yeah. the way you can do it and generate more power." That's the yeah, way you should do it. Exactly. You know? Yeah, yeah. Fong used to say, "Yeah, yeah. The way I fight is not the way you fight because yes. like we're totally yeah. different in the way we're built and everything. Right. So you yeah. got to like, you know, yeah, you know, like I found I found it as well the, with um with the Chinese um um cooking as well because I'm a chef in like right, 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 right. So like a lot of people will ask me about like recipes, right? I say, how about this recipe or that recipe or this recipe or this recipe? But yeah, basically you've got like, the 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 twenty six flavors, you know. In, in Chuanzhou and you learn the flavors yeah and you, you learn you, the you flavor style yeah, yeah 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 and, and you learn the yeah oh sorry yeah I'm using the Japanese but um you use the, um you know you, you learn all the flavor bases um and how to how to make those those flavors and what and then you learn what they can be used with and what they can't be used with you know and like mm. which range of like you know vegetables and meats and whatever that they go over and then you make whatever you want from there you know so so you do have you do have recipes and staples of but you know i mean that's not the the focus of what you're doing is is the base not the you know that's the other thing i mean i mean we're we're here saying that you know people should freely express their arts and apply them as they Mm -hmm. feel based on reality and Mm -hmm. logic and Mm -hmm. consequence and testing Mm -hmm. but the other side of that is that to get to that point, you yeah. have to have correct teaching yep. yes. and a long time doing it that yes. way. So there are certain fundamentals yeah. that should be done. And that's the other side that I find people breaking today. Well, people don't yeah. have time. That nobody's got time. Yeah. Yeah. Nowadays, Either that or yeah. they've learned incorrectly. Yeah. 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 They don't want to go back or they haven't practice. they haven't actually learned fully yeah. but they're yeah. already on that no no now it's time to like freedom and, yeah, yeah, and, yeah. And, and then that's the other side so you've yeah. got two sides yeah. of it that can be wrong yeah. and or you, what if my straight punch works what's the big deal well like that's one of the things you find like I found out with some of my old teachers like well well that's not really this because I can beat you well just because you can beat somebody doesn't mean it's really that either like yeah. maybe somebody well, Tyson can beat most people it, exactly. Yeah, yeah, exactly well that's it does it mean that that's not still not really Shingy if Tyson yeah. suddenly says oh what, I, what I'm doing is Bagua and he can punch you in the face does it really mean he's Bagua mm-hmm. yeah and and I I think this is, is silly because like I remember coming to China at some point in training and then somebody back in the States being like well uh, I'm going to test that and I'm like I just spent two weeks here studying a couple of this when I first came, mm. studying a couple of techniques. Yeah. I, I got to go and refine them for months yeah. or Time, years, yeah, you know? Like, yeah. well, I don't know if this can't stand up to the test that we're going to do, then it's bullshit. Like, no, it's, it's like bullshit. challenging it's like, like Tyson to a hands tied behind your back, like low kicking competition, yeah. and then telling him he can't box. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly, right? Yeah, exactly. It's just ridiculous. Yeah. But I mean, that's it. And I. I well, we kind of jumped a bit around. You said that you were going, you decided in high school that you weren't like, that's it, you wanted to do Chinese martial arts. So, yeah. I went off track. So, yeah, so sorry. So, I was doing Chinese sorry. martial arts. So, I dropped out of my swim team and I got into Chinese martial arts. And I found a guy who was teaching Bagua, quote unquote. And it was really like Qigong with like Ding Shi, like set palms around a circle and then everything else was made do up. Do we want to name names? No. Uh, now nah, leave it off. He was a nice guy, but he wasn't like the guy I would continue to train with. But I went and studied with this teacher who taught some interesting Qigong. Unfortunately, that whole thing was very culty. So I finally left, and no names um, again. No names again. And then, um, and I left, and then I went. I I was in. Uh, I went to. I ended up moving. So I went to college, and I met a guy named John Dufresne, who was who trained in China on and off for eleven years, doing 
traditional Chinese wushu, or, sorry, not traditional, like the Shendai, the modern wushu. Uh, wushu. Hai, yeah, like there's pictures of him and Wubin, him and Jet Li, okay. um, like to get this but, in so, the so, Before we carry on, did we say where this was? This was in, um, so I was in, I was in, I was about, at the time, because I moved, I lived in a lot of places, I was living in a place about 100 miles south of Boston and north of New York in a place called New London, Connecticut. I've lived in New York, I've lived all over the place, I've lived in the Bahamas, I've lived everywhere. And so I was traveling an hour and a half, four days a week. To this John to, Dufresne. To John Dufresne to train with him. And then, and he was like all psyched because Wu Bin had tapped him to come, become a coach with the intention of 2008 being the first Olympic Wushu tournaments. But when that fell through, due to Why everything did that happened. Well, apart now, okay, I'm not talking yeah. about the Olympic movement, but in well, the okay, States. So, so what because, happened was, look, well, yeah, yeah. yeah what I, I fell out because, because John took a different path in life when he re- from teaching in a school or starting a school and getting everything going when he realized it wasn't going to become a sport. You know, because it wasn't for him, it what probably wasn't, it didn't have the network and the management and everything. And John was a businessman. And so oh, okay. he wanted to like, he was very good. So at he saw an he opportunity if it became opportunity, Olympic. Yeah, and, he, and, and when it didn't, he just kind of went somewhere else. And I was like, you know what, I'm in college. I'm not going to, I'm not going to leave college to try to get something going and prop something up. This doesn't make sense. I have a, a goal in mind. But in all so, honesty, I mean, let me butt in here. Yeah. You would know more about the. It's, tra- it's, uh, it's probably the, the best thing that oh, ever I happened to you. I knew it. I, <laughs> no, I, I definitely knew it because I had a friend of mine, right? About about Melly. Yeah. I, yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah. That's the second best thing that ever happened. Because I had a friend of mine who left New London, the New London area, and moved up to 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 Lemonster, Massachusetts, and everything fell through for him. And he just, and then he finally came back, and then he went on to college, and then this and that, and and it was a you know it's a learning experience. But and he trained. He first trained with John, and then after John kind of went a separate way, he trained with one of John's old students who trained in. He didn't really do the the like the modern wushu stuff. He trained the traditional because John was from a group of people in. There's this weird, weird sphere of kung fu in Lexington, Kentucky that kind of spheres around this man named John Ng. Uh, sometimes people call him Wing Lock Ng. He came from like Guangdong or Hong Kong, and he teaches some sort of six harmonies family system that's got a bunch of stuff in it isn't kentucky where that whole uh, shaolin doe is from too and they so they were they i won't they're not a competing school but they were a separate school that was actually from a man who was from china and the shaolin doe and the hairy wolf man shaolin you know that whole thing and so they were like very much in um in uh you could say competition but it was pretty much argument like like all right sinte this is fucking bullshit and this is really what kung fu is but so when so when um but was that really kung fu yeah what, what john was training down there was really kung fu okay with a guy named uh wing lock ing and this guy or they call him john ing and he did a lot of stuff now I'm not saying that today today what i see from them isn't so much what it seemed like back in the days okay. back in the days it was a lot of like line drills and this and that and he taught like the traditional drunken boxing and all these different things and actually, when Wu Bin did his did his uh, national tour, when they first brought the the, um, the Chinese wushu team around the United States, one of his stops was Lexington, Kentucky. And the story John told me was he stopped in Lexington because there was a large group there, and they could go and meet and do wushu, and they'd have a group. So they went and they did that, and John went to watch, and he goes, and so he was talking to Wu Bin, and Wu Bin said, oh, you do uh, Chinese kung fu, or somebody, the translator was like, oh, you do, you guys do Chinese kung fu, and John was like, yeah, 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 I do drunken boxing, this and this and that, and Wu-Bin's like, oh, okay, let's see your form, so John busted it out, you know, and then uh, Wu-Bin's like, oh, that's good, and he calls over, like, the number one wushu, like, demonstrator from, like, Beijing, who does, like, the, the Shendai wushu, like, drunk, like, zui chen taolu, right, and he busted out, and John's like, jaw hits the floor, and he's like, oh, and Wu-Bin's like, 
I like you, kid. You've got spunk. Why don't you come to Beijing? It's like, it him. <laughs> and so back in the 80s, he was the first foreigner to train. I John. Think. Yeah, John was. So John Dufresne in Susha High. Okay. And he was very, very good. Um, but he was very much, and he'll tell you, he was very much about the performance. Like, All right. It wasn't about... It wasn't about the other things. He was a he was a stunt double in a movie or. I mean, that's a whole other path you can go. He, on. He went on that path, yeah. and he he'll tell you he went on that path. And then, so so that was what he that's how he got into it. So, anyways, I trained with him for a little while, but I stayed in college. And then finally, when I graduated, I knew I wanted. I had a choice to go to Western Medical School or Chinese Medical School. I chose Chinese Medical School because of I had a number of families uh, family members who had gotten sick or died from iatrogenic, like doctor caused issues, and I was like, eh. I'd always had a love of Chinese medicine and. I, it was weird. Ever since I was young, I used to read books on it. And, um, and a lot of martial arts books had things on Chinese medicine in them. So I was like, you know what? If I go into Western medicine, I don't know if I'll ever be able to pursue Chinese medicine because of the, the system. It'll just grind you to dust and you'll have to pay off all these crazy student loans. You'll never get to that point. States, especially yeah. in the States. But if I go to Chinese medicine, if I decide I want to go to Western medicine one day, well, I can't. You yeah. know, there's not, a, there's not like a, a system in place that's going to grind me to dust. So I'm going to do that first. And I went down and I checked out a couple of schools in New York. And I went and I sat in one night on the school. This guy was giving a presentation at the school called Swedish Institute. And I was like, I don't know if I want to go here. The website doesn't even seem very Asian. It's called Swedish Institute. I'm like, the <laughs> hell? Where, where, you know, like, what are you studying? Chinese medicine. Chinese medicine at a place called Swedish, yeah, Swedish Institute. Institute right? like, and I was, like, I was like, this doesn't even sound right. So I, I sit in and in comes this... Guy with meatballs. Dude, yeah, this, yeah, exactly. <laughs> this little dude, this guy with meatballs from IKEA. He's like, "Hey, uh, that's his furniture." And, uh, a wrench. Yeah, yes, exactly. A packet of wood yeah, yeah, and an yeah, instruction yeah, yeah. manual. Put that together. Put that together. That's 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 a, but so, I'm a ballet student. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is what I'm about. This is my specialty. And so he, uh, so he comes in and he stands in front of us and he starts talking. Turns out that's Jeffrey, and I was just floored. He starts talking about the idea of. The shamanistic aspects in Chinese medicine, the uses of it, this and that. And it wasn't like the other schools where it was like, well, you can do this. And if you refer to a doctor, you can do that. And maybe here we're also seeing now in, in, in modern scientific uses to do this. He was like, in Chinese medicine, it was made as, you know, med as medicine. It wasn't called Zhongyi. It was called Yi. You mm -hmm. know, and it was, it treated everything. And he was just, he started talking as a matter of fact, you know. And it was like, you could feel like this dude has done it. Yeah. Like he's been that dude who's treated these things who's done these things i was like this is where i'm going so i messaged the school and i was like i want early um acceptance like all my friends are going to med school all get like early admissions i need that i need to know where i'm going next year so i moved to new york so i went to new york and in the process i studied with that qigong guy for a little while that i had left because everything turned into a cult then i kind of floated around for a little while did some kali i really liked it very much like chinese martial arts the kali i studied under a guy named dennis ocampo he was dennis was phenomenal um and it was very much like Chinese martial arts and Russian boxing together. And mm -hmm. He was Dennis was one of the best I've ever seen at Kali, and then, but then that kind of faded because the group fell apart. And then um, I studied a little while under some other people in New York. Um, I fought and man up stand up. I had studied with Novell Bell for a little while. How long were you studying with him for? Yeah, I studied with him on and off, but I'd say directly for about a year and a half or two. I think okay. maybe maybe a little longer, but. At the, I studied with him after I graduated med school. So then what happened was I was trying to get a clinic going and I was training with him and he was making me his like number one fighter in his whole Musu, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. man up, stand up thing. And I was like the guy who was, if his other students lost to somebody, he put me in against them and then I was like the cleaner, right? So okay. like I'd go in. And so it was kind of like that. And he'd take me around to, it wasn't just in the ring, he'd take me around to other schools or other groups who were fighting or people would come to New York and then I have to spar them on a 
fucking tennis ball court. Does he yeah. still have a... Did, at that time, did he have a formal school? He's never really had a formal school. So he's really. just a guy that he's people knew of that was, was teaching. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's, he's got a lot and, of... And was that, was that his full-time profession? Uh, I guess you'd call it his profession. I guess. There's no, like, specific specialization he has outside of martial arts. So, okay. Um, so, yeah, so that was that. But then we, we had a difference of opinion. I went my separate way, and he right. went his separate way. And um, I was also starting a clinic. I can't be training four or five days a week in New York and have a clinic in Connecticut because that's a hundred miles difference and I got to go back and forth. And oh, I had so that's where you opened your clinic. I started, well, I had some in, in New York City, but my business partners, unfortunately, weren't as dedicated to that as I was. So it fell through because they also had other clinics they were more dedicated to. So they were reallocating goods that I had bought and the resources for the clinic to their other clinic. And I was like, this isn't working, guys. You guys are literally draining us of things and it's not you're not putting anything into this clinic and it was because i was seeing more patients there than they were uh-huh. so they were taking like supplies of needles and herbs and they were taking them to their other clinic that i had bought and i was like this doesn't work no so i went and started my own clinic in connecticut because my little brother was there and um because my dad had left the family i was like i was the one who had to, you know raise my little brother he's 17 years younger than me uh-huh. so i invested in a clinic in, i started my own clinic in connecticut and i raised him until he was 16 um uh, he lived with my mom, but I put all this money into him and, and everything and was there and did the Boy Scouts and taught him martial arts and we did a bunch of things together. And, and um, so I was like the father figure type of thing. And so I told him I would be there until I was 16. So I ran a clinic and it got bigger and bigger and bigger until it was the fastest and fastest growing and quite possibly the largest Chinese medical clinic on the East Coast. Okay. Every three days we'd see like 60 patients, um, uh, between 40 and 60. Uh, and, uh, and it was, we'd have three to four new patients a week and we saw everything from patients with cancer to patients who needed to turn breech births to patients who would come and spray blood they were like they were had hemorrhaging and whatnot we'd see patients who were just asthma stress psychological issues we saw everything and it got to the point where like the local hospital was referring us patients so i didn't have time to like do stuff with novell and we were also at because of our different opinion it didn't make sense to keep doing things there right because i've got something here and then i had mentioned to him i wanted to go because he'd always said oh you know what I don't think this system fits you. I think the shoe, uh, the the system that uh, Shu she teaches would fit you better. What was he teaching you before uh, that? The Sal Sal Bog. Well, shoe the Novell teaches a random spattering of things. So like his main thing that he does is Sal, but he also studied the Zhengrong Chao system with some people. He studied Qin Yi Chen. He studied Tai Chi. Sal Sal the Sal yeah Sal. Uh, it's a it's a Yin style Bagua. Okay. Um, and it um it I think it comes through Yin Fu's son's lineage. They're very much. In well, a what is this word? Sal. Sal. Uh, it's the man's. Uh, it's a man's um, surname. Who 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 basically goes from this man to whoever the teacher of Shu was. I'm not Shu of Novell was this guy Chen Xiaoping to Chen Xiaoping to Novell. I'll I'll send you the characters. Okay. okay. Um, Sal is not really a. Is that Cantonese? Sal Shenzhong. Sal Shenzhong. I think he's from Shandong. I yeah. I know. I don't know exactly. I'll have to. I have to look okay. at the characters. I just remember. But it's also Yin then. It's also it's also Yin. Yeah. Okay. I just remember that for years, Novel would call it Cow, and I was like Cow. What? And then I got here and I looked. Well, at the it's the female. Like, female Cow yeah, is yeah, a exa- Sal. Yeah. 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 Right. Exactly. <laughs> so I was like, oh Sal. Okay. Um. So that's when I realized, oh, it's called Sal system. But um, it's whatever. That's it's that's what that's what it was referred to. Sal style Yin Shibagwa. Um, or Novell used to call it cow style in Chicago. Mm-hmm. And, um, but the shoe system, the, what shoe teaches fits me more. And so, and I recognized that, but everybody was doing the South stuff. So I said, you know what, I'd like to go see him. And I decided that I would ask Novell on a whim for his contact information. And so I did, and he gave it to me. So I emailed Shu, 
And I got an email back that said, okay, I'm waiting for you. In English, you emailed His, yeah, he emailed him in English just to see. His wife can understand written English. So she writes back, and I thought it was Shu. I didn't realize it was his wife. And so he emails me back, and he goes, okay, I'm waiting for you. Um, so I bought a ticket, like, November 28th or 30th, uh, 2013, for to arrive in Beijing December 21st, 2013. I was like, I'm going. Like... On and the winter solstice. Yeah, on the winter solstice. <laughs> and I spent the, the next three weeks in Beijing on the winter solstice, Christmas, New Year's, everything with him. Every single day, we trained Bagua. Yeah. And um, we were out in that cold tan time. It was naked at 14 Celsius. Temple of Heaven. And, yeah. you know, and it was just... And we did it, and we just had a real good connection. He was like, at the end of it, I went to leave. And uh, I remember because students started coming to train with, they don't normally come in the winter, but they were like, there's this foreigner coming to train with you. Oh, you guys should come. He's really dedicated. And I, my first time being there. And, and um, so more and more students started showing up again. And when I left, I remember this shoe, we were at the bus stop and it was my last day. And suddenly shoe starts crying. And he was like, it like was like really, cause he's like a real strong guy and he's happy and he wants to do things, but he's also real tough. And he starts crying and he looks at me and at the time I didn't speak any Chinese and I had a translator with me and he's like, please come back. He's like, no one here takes this seriously. Like, no, like all these students you see are only here because you're here and they want to be where the foreigners. He's like, no one is here every day. No one wants, he's like, you're the first student who in years who's ever asked me if they can train every day with me. Like, please come back. If I die, this dies with me. And he like, and he wouldn't even look at me. He was like crying and he didn't want to say goodbye. He's like, I can't say goodbye. Like, I, and he's like this and he's like, turn away. I was like, Sh-. I was like, sure. Grabbed his hands. I looked at the translator. I was like, I promise you, I will come back. Tell him that, <laughs> you know, like <laughs> tell him, I probably, you see exact words I just said. Like, <laughs> and like, and I, and I remember the last thing I saw of him was him turning around and wiping his eyes and getting on the bus. And like, he's sitting on the bus, this, you know, little old man who's actually like full of power. And he's like, what? I'm like, Jesus, like this means so much to him. Mm-hmm. And I looked at the translator. He's like, I, I will see you next year at this time. And he was like, okay. And I came back the next year and she was happy. And then I came back three more times. And the last year I came back, I came back three times in one year or twice in one year. And I finally said, sure, I'm going to move here. I'm going to give up everything I have in, in the States. I'm giving up my clinic, my way of making money. I'm laying off my employees. This is important to me. Chinese medicine is equally as important, but... Thankfully, due to Jeffrey Ewan, it was freely given. You know yeah. what I mean? And I didn't, Jeffrey did a great job at freely explaining this stuff. So, but this I feel is in danger of being lost. I got to give hmm. up what I'm doing. And so I came over and, um, well, before actually I moved there. So my second time coming over to China to go back a little bit, Simon and I became friends via Novell's online. He has a, he had like a secret online form that he added people to who he thought were like worthy of being in his form. And, uh, well, before before getting into that, which year did you was that that you came permanently? I moved here in 2016. Okay. So I've been here for three and a half years. Now. Right, right, right. Yeah. So you decided in 2016, if you're going to do this, you're going to do it right. I'm going to do it right. Yeah. Exactly. And that's and because he and I had talked a lot about this. I was mm-hmm. like, I was like, there's no one else who can do what I what what I can do in the sense of like, not that they don't have, not that they won't be a skilled martial artist, but they don't have the ability financially, flexibility wise. They are they're working. They have kids. Mm-hmm. They don't have the money to do this. Whatever. I've got all of that. This is like made, like I fit, I'm the puzzle piece that fits this hole. Like mm. I got to do this, man. Like I got to be that link in the bridge that completes it so it goes on to the future. Mm. And um, 
So we had been talking online, and the second time I came over to Asia, he was like, before I came over, he was like, bro, why don't you add us, like, you're training with Shu now? He was, you were saying like... So this was through the forum, you this guys. Through the forum, through yeah. the forum. Yeah. I started giving, he started giving shout-outs to me, I started giving shout-outs to him, because Novella could do a lot of videos. So I would shout-out, because Simon would always hit me up online, we'd talk, so I would give a shout-out to Simon. And um, Simon would hit me back, yo, bro, and he'd send up like a video of their, their training, you know, yeah. so we share things. It was great, and I was like, this guy's awesome. So he's like, you train with Shu? He's like... Would you tell me like that was the only guy that Fung ever the saw? The only video? guy that I'd showed Fung, who when he looked, I used to sit on the bus with him after training every night, and that was like I just me and him would take the bus, and it's like a twenty minute bus ride mm. back to the station. So it'd be it'd be like my chance to be like, oh, you know, ask him this or show him this. So I'd always show him these dudes like, oh yeah, yeah, sure, yeah, look at this, this guy. And he yeah. was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, no, yeah, no, no, yeah. Fucking shit. Yeah, yeah. Garbage. <laughs> <laughs> and then um, and then one night I showed him some um some shoes and he's like But what? Not bad. He's okay. <laughs> Which means like this yeah, yeah. This, this guy's nice. Yeah, so, yeah, 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 This guy's good, so, so but was, um yeah, so that so was, he was yeah, he was like, Yeah, well dude, you should stop by, man. I've always wanted to learn that stuff. <laughs> this guy met me with his daughter at the bus stop and I was like he doesn't know me he brings his daughter along yeah. here like, to, to China no no, no uh, in, in Japan in, in I was like this is what you gotta do he gave me the directions we got to the airport oh so you I guys met bus. up first yeah yeah, 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 yeah. But, like yeah. I was the fact that like he even he introduced I, he he wasn't like yeah get a hotel he was like you're staying at my house and I was like yeah. wow he cooked me food the first night like we he introduced me to all of his students I yeah. got right into his crew we went out and trained for <laughs> his wife was like where are you we come out back Filthy and like cake, and his wife like they would agree with it at home. They're like, we're like he cooks and his wife does the clothes. I show up, she's like, I'm not doing the clothes with Mark's here. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. like two or three times. We'll go and do two training sessions a day. We'll do a morning training session. We'll mm. break for lunch, or he's got to go teach a class. We'll go do an afternoon training session. That's double. If the first one's three hours in the morning, the one in the afternoon and evening is six hours. We would, and like, like, we would just. You like, take your t-shirt off and it stands up on its own. Yeah, they, they, they just go like, get in that washing machine. And yeah, it just, yeah, yeah. just jogs over yeah, exactly. and drives in. And we just <laughs> felt it. And when I got when I got to leave, he's like, bro, I feel like you're like the brother I've been missing my whole life. And I was like, I'm really starting to feel the same way. Mm. And he was like, I want to help you with this stuff for shoe. He's like, I have a feeling it's going to be a lot. And I was like, I do too, mm. but I don't know how much. And he's like, well, I I'm, called I'm him here up. to help you. Yeah. Yeah. And I called him up and I said, I said dude. You know where it is. It's the first door on the left. First door on the left. Yeah. I called him up and um, I said, "Look, man, like I've been thinking like a lot about this, and um, and uh, I don't know what you feel, but for what what we've been talking about, I'm pretty sure you're gonna agree." But I was like, "I'm prepared to totally drop the Fung stuff for the time being, yeah, to make sure that this is preserved." Yeah. You know, and one of the reasons yeah. why I did that is because the Fung stuff like is preserved, and there's quite a few guys. There's quite a few guys, man, and there's, there's like there's like people that are in videos and stuff like that. But outside of that, there's, there's like his stuff's pretty much good. The Bargwan, not so much, but yeah. I've been keeping like been keeping that up myself, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the main thing was like you know I said to Marcus like, well look, yeah, like do you really want to be the only other dude who's in you know who's in like shoes position? You know, we're like, oh, who am I going to pass on to? Right, like, right, right. It's not easy to find someone with Correct. the right mix and the right temperament and stuff Correct. like that. And I'm like, dude, I'm in Tokyo. I'm right there. You know, I can fly back and forward. Correct. Quite easy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I said, dude, I said, if, if you want me to, I'm prepared. Like I said, dude, I'm not I'm not trying to come for, for your, your spot or anything like that. Like, I'm just I'm just saying straight up, if you want to help preserve, you know, this, I'm down for dropping all the Fung stuff to 
dedicate myself on, on so this to help bring it yeah, back. Nice, nice. So because we, we, at yeah. some stage, we're going to have to all get on the same page. Yeah. You know, and, and I can always maintain the, yeah. the funk stuff. And, and eventually he'll teach it to yeah. me. Like, that's our goal. It's like, yeah. like, I've helped him learn the shoe stuff yeah, and yeah. I've taught him a lot of it. And then eventually he'll teach me the funk stuff and then we'll be able to, you know, yeah. back to where they were. It's just the urgency before, of you know? the now. Right, right. Yeah, is, I mean? there, is there overlap that you found between the two? Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, there's tons. Massive. The, I think the biggest yeah. difference, yeah. the yeah. only big difference that we always point to is the there's like little things, but I think the biggest difference is Feng's Ji Van Gong is Lu Hoshini. Yeah. Shoes, Jiban Gong is Bagua. Yeah. Okay. And yeah. that's the, and it's particularly the Yin, so Yin style Bagua, a lot of the Jiban Gong is all the Shaolin base. Mm. And yeah. so a lot of times people mistake, because for years you had a lot of people in the West saying, that's not Bagua, that's Taiji, he made it up and he just did it. No. There's a lot of people, there's Taiji. a lot of people yeah. who will say How that. How would you get to that? Exactly. <laughs> right. I mean, that's like, you're, you're counting, you're, 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 you're saying, yeah, Weishima. <laughs> you're counting numbers, one, two, three, and suddenly somebody starts putting like C. I'm like, that's not a number, you know, like, but like, you know, like, but like that's that's that was weird and, and and I was always one of the things I was I was seeing online or you get into these really nasty poisonous arguments online about there were certain there was a number a few people who would like try to discredit him like just and she was not online she doesn't have an online presence and they were just like poisonously spitting darts and I was like do you even know him and most of them don't they was like. From some teacher, but don't had. you think this? I mean, I don't know yeah, yeah, the background. Yeah. Do you think this has something to do with Novell? Some of it does, okay. but but mm. it comes from before that. Novell was talking to people who were saying things in his ear about shoe, and so when Novell, I know this sounds funny, but so when Novell never went back, Novell came to China twice, um, and he was only here for a matter of weeks each time. It was very short, and um, so he went away, and he was never able to come back. And at first, if you read on the forums, he was like, "I'm shoes," you know. Lineage holder, pre- pre- presenter right, in the West, right, blah, 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 whatever. I remember this. Yeah, it was Deflower back in yeah, the old one before, yeah, yeah. before it got yeah. shut down to And he messaged people yeah, and he'd be like, oh, she doesn't know you. I messaged him. Well, she doesn't know this guy by his English name. He doesn't know Novell by his English name. He calls Novell Mai Dan Lao or he calls him Lafayette. Yeah, like, like <laughs> you know, like, he doesn't even know him by the English name. Okay, so, just like, for the listeners, Mai Dan Lao is McDonald's yeah, in Chinese. Yeah, so Why like, does he call him McDonald's? There's probably many reasons, but, uh, <laughs> but like, he... He calls him this, but like, so if you were to write Novell and be like, do you know Novell? He'd be like, huh? What? You know, so if I'm like, do you know, like, he doesn't know a guy named Steven. He knows a guy named Steven. Hmm. You know? Uh, so like. Yeah, it's the same know, with me. If you go to my teacher exactly. and say, do you know Byron? He's going to like, who? Yeah, exactly. So like. Way long. He yeah, knows yeah, my, you know. Yeah, so yeah, Novell was, yeah, 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 yeah. So, so he will never know me as Mark. He's mm-hmm. known me since the beginning as Wu Wei. Mm-hmm. Like, that's always been my name. Yeah. And so when. Novell would get on these forums and say this thing. He would be like, oh, he doesn't know you. I asked him. This is the copy of the email. Well, yeah, because he doesn't know Jacob. He yeah. knows, you know, Jake. He knows whatever's, you know, whatever. And also you have these Chinese people trying to use Chinesified English names that could be way off even if the guy had a Chinese But, but did Shu teach a lot of foreigners? Uh, he taught quite a few because, so there was a, um, but nothing in depth. It was always like, you have a course, a, yeah. a course, yeah, uh, associated yeah. with something, and these people will come through. He's taught the military. Mm. He's taught, um, I think he's taught police. He's taught, um, he taught the KGB. So uh, there's a number of, I have a number of photographs of there were some people associated with Putin who were private security of Putin who came in and they well, they're not to, called the KGB. Yeah, yeah, they're, they're called something else, right? But name. this would have been back in the early 2000s when, okay. like, um, and they came here. This guy named uh, Misha. And he came here, and apparently he had gone to Shichahai, and he'd gone to some other place. He wanted, like, the real Chuantong stuff, and he was not finding what he wanted. And so he went to Tiantan, and he saw Shu. And apparently he was like, okay, let's see what you can do. And there was a challenge that ensued. And Shu says that 
all he did is body count him and he like sent him flying and like Misha got up and he tried it again and then so Misha was like oh I want to learn so she would teach him like Shenfa mm -hmm. and stuff like that and then he got an invitation to go to Russia to receive some sort of award from from Putin and he refused it he was like no I'm not gonna I'm not even she doesn't speak any other language so he feels very uncomfortable unless he has somebody close to him uh, translate. Right, he's, the only time that he's gone outside to teach that I know of is when he went to Australia in the early 2000s okay so he has gone overseas yeah, he's been he did that once there. for like a month. a month he went there for yeah, a month yeah. and then he came back and there was like a whole thing of like he's gonna do this international I mean, tour that was the thing that I noticed as well was like um, just by seeing what was going on with Mark and stuff like that like yeah Sometimes it's too much so, but, you know, in Japan, like, things are, are really structured, yeah. you know, and I was like, you know, I would, well, what are you doing? Like, oh, do this, 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 yeah. this, 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 then we move on to that, this, that, yeah. this, then we do this, that, this, that, yeah. this, and then we do that because we do this, that, this, yeah. that, this, but I kind of know this, that, that, this, this, Shoe that, system that. is not. And, and then, but, I mean, but, if, yeah. if, but I mean, that's the way it goes. Yeah. That's the way it goes. But if you got the student being this that this that yeah. this that this that yeah. this without any consistency it, it becomes you know, yeah that's where it becomes yeah. a bit well, of a mess what happened was yeah. if you yeah. so so um back to what we were talking about before so i when i finally moved over here to see shu and i started learning these things and learning these stories about what really happened with foreigners and shu to understand from his perspective and that i hear from the, i heard from the port foreigners perspective and i slowly began to find things out because of Shu, how, grew, uh, how he grew up and this and that, and he was training with his teacher, how people thought he was doing Taiji, he actually learned from a man named uh, Zhang Qinglian. And Zhang Qinglian learned from Li Baosan, and Li Baosan was one of Yin Fu's students. Yeah. And he was, it seems like they were pretty close because, I mean, they have written history together, and, and, um, and, when I learned, and then uh, obviously Yin Fu was Dong Hai Chen. You mean student. who was close? Uh, Li Baosan was one of the closer students in Yin, to Fu, Yin Fu. Because, the system that gets passed down is very systematic. And at first I was like, I kind of saw the system, but what I realized was the way Shu trained, so Shu's teacher was actually his father-in-law. Right. So there, his father-in-law figured he would be around forever, like you teach your kid. Mm. Like if you have your kid and you're gonna teach your kid cooking, you might not teach him exactly how to be a chef like you, for example, Simon learned how to be like a chef. Or, a finite course. Yeah, yeah, or if I teach, like I taught my little brother some Chinese medicine, I wasn't like, all right, first thing you need to learn is da da da. It's an absorption process, yeah. right? Like mm -hmm. over a period of yeah. time. And so his, his father-in-law was like, oh, you'll be able to learn this over a period of time. But then what happened is under communist rule, then the communists are like, oh, your Donway is no longer working here. You have to go over there. You're being switched to another Donway, like a working group, right? Mm -hmm. Like people in the West, I think, have a trouble understanding what that is. Mm -hmm. It's kind of like your job or you're working for a government and they send you abroad as a diplomat type of thing. You know, you have to move. That's mm -hmm. just your job. Or your job requires you to move to another state or another country. It's like that's a Donway. So they require them to move across Beijing, mm -hmm. far away from his father-in-law. At the time, he was living in the house with his father-in-law. Mm -hmm. So she never did a... Baisa with his father-in-law because he was his son-in-law. You don't mm. do it's that. Already you know, he's already part of the family. family. Right? You don't need it, right? Like so. It's like marrying yeah. your wife twice. Exactly. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> exactly. No, you know, second time's a charm. But uh, <laughs> but he. So like some people would criticize him. Oh well, he's got no official this or that. Uh, he's he's married to the guy's daughter. You know. He's, but did this guy have any other students? He did. Um, but I don't know much about them. Oh, they so still around? You they very few from because this was a much older generation. Yeah. She was like eighty, yeah. and she's mm -hmm. one of the oldest living students of this guy. Yeah. This guy died in the eighties, and so what happened was because things were a little bit chaotic at the time, even though she learned a lot, then he put a lot of it together through just training. But a lot of his foundations is in his actually or in his the the, the Shaolin Taolu or the Shaolin Jibengong that were the base for the system, 
and then um, and then you would get the Bagua, and then eventually she went on and started studying Taiji on his own. And what he tells me is that a lot of what he learned from Bagua, he implanted into his Taiji. So when people see his Taiji, like, oh, that's not Biaojun, that's not correct. Okay, I understand. It's not Taiji, it's Taiji. It's actually like his Yin style Bagua inserted into his Taiji. But it was well, never. Well, I mean, you develop a certain way of moving. moving of his yeah. own. It goes yeah. everywhere. Yeah. I mean, exactly. You sweep the floor, you see it. Exactly. Yeah, yeah exactly. So, yeah. yeah. So he. So then what happened was that he never was able to come back and. And, uh, and really connect with his teacher again for whatever reason. Things were chaotic back then. But he had learned quite a bit. He had learned, apparently from what I hear from, uh, from his teacher's daughter, is that he was the most intelligent, the smartest student of his teacher. Like he was revered, even though, even though he was never able to come back, out of all the students who spent time, he was the most advanced. Okay. That's what I've heard from, from, from Zhang Shifu's daughter. Who, you know, she's been like, nope, he was by and far the most advanced student my father ever had. Um, and then recently, um, a book was revealed that Zhang Shifu wrote, 175 pages, hand yeah. wrote, and it organizes everything. And, it's, and you got this from the daughter. I got the daughter gave this to me. She was like, "You have been, you know, she was declared you his last two D." And um, she shortly after that. So I went out to sweep this year on my birthday. I went out and swept her father's tomb, and I had asked her permission to do that, and she was really touched by it. And she was like, "Wow, none of Shu's other students have ever asked me to do this." I was like, really? And she was like, no. And I looked at Shu because she was there. And he's like, yeah, no, she's telling the truth. And I was like, well, I want to do this. And she's like, all right. And they had always talked about this book that was lost, right? Like, there's this book that was lost. Shu didn't know where it was. It was ne never got to him, you know, isn't it? I mean, we kind of jumped ahead a bit. So you're talking about Shu. This was his father-in-law. This was his father-in-law. The woman that you're talking about is his ex-wife? His ex-wife, yeah. So they're not They're not together, together anymore. So that's why, that's why he doesn't know he doesn't, about the yeah, book. Yeah, he doesn't she know about, about the, book. the book. She knew that there was a book. And he was supposed to get he it. He was supposed to get it, yeah, but... Yeah. Through the divorce, you know, you get bitter sides, and it well, didn't come from her. She and him have a great relationship today. In fact, she's probably one of his closest friends. Okay, um, it came from other sides of her family who were just bitter about the whole. Was thing. it political reasons that got divorced? It could have been. Um, I don't know. I'm not so clear because no, I've well, heard different things. Yeah. That, yeah, but um, but he was de he's definitely not like he's he's your rebel in Chinese society. He's yeah. not down with the the you know the CCP you know Guotangdan type of thing. So, um, so he. So when this, so I swept this tomb, and with ten days later exactly, she calls me up and she's like, "Wait, I have something to show you." And I was like, "What?" She's like, "I found the book." And I was like, "What?" She's like, "The book my dad hand wrote." And I was like, "No fucking way!" Mm. This is like out of a fucking movie. You know what yeah. I mean? Like a secret manual. You know, yeah. like because it wasn't ever meant to be publicized, and it wasn't like it was secret because it's got techniques it was magic just, in it. yeah yeah nothing like that it yeah. was just because it was supposed to go to the top student yeah or supposed yeah. to go to the one that that john intended it to go to oh, which was yeah, that day man tokyo when i got the call yeah the video call yeah i was yeah, like you'll was never like, guess what she just yeah, yeah. <laughs> i was like because, because simon and i have been yeah yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> top of bottle, man. Like, simon and i have been sitting here and you're putting this stuff together and you're like this system is incredibly deep mm. you've got at least three shaolin taolu yeah. You've got all the line drills. You've got 64 strategies, 64, they call it Susho, but a uh, Lewis Susho. But it's really strategies because not all of them are hand techniques, right? It's like Shenfa techniques. Yeah. And and then all of these have derivations, you know, and then it's much, Chu does his like 64 hands much more like boxing line drills. Like this is done like this on a line. This is done like this off a of 45, like this, like this. It's not a towel. And, mm -hmm. and he wasn't wrong. It wasn't because he didn't learn it. When you open the book, you realize that's exactly how John taught them. You know, mm. and he's like, and he, John only describes, he, he tells you what they all are, but he only describes like 25 of them or whatever, because when you realize the rest of them, like on 
or or Gia or something. It's not a hand technique. It's a body technique. Yeah. So yeah. you would practice it within the hand uh, techniques okay. you're practicing. Okay. You know, like so. Is it is it the Liu Shuquan sixty four hands no, or something else? No, no, no. Something it's a, else. it's a totally different. And thing. it's it's called Liu Shu's show. It's called Liu It's called Liu Shu's show. Um, uh, like a like a or Jiaxia shirt which is like a like a poem right yeah, okay. like so it's called a 64 hand poem and he just so it's just 64 characters and then underneath that he gives a breakdown of of the the, the hand techniques that are particular like chuan you know or or um or, or p or something yeah. like that that are particular hand techniques and then there are ones like um cow like cow is in a hand technique yeah. You know, so he doesn't, it's like a bumping technique, right? Yeah. So he doesn't describe, okay, this is this and this. He's describing the particularities of the hand techniques, but then assuming that you probably understand the context of the other ones. Okay. And um, it's very interesting. It's 175 handwritten pages, and it outlines... Does it have the history in it? It's too. got the history in the yeah. beginning, and he names a bunch of things, too, that aren't, that aren't talked about, right? Like, yeah. Yeah. And we were wondering, because, like, Shu's not really a history buff. He knows a little bit, but he's not really a history buff. So when, when Simon and I would talk, we'd be like, well, I wonder, you know, and how to sort out fact from fiction. Because everybody's teacher in Beijing, not everybody, but many people, they conflate their history, you know. And I'm this and I'm that. And, you know, she's, she's not immune to that. Um, well, he is Chinese. He's Chinese. <laughs> you know, it's kind of in their blood, right? Like, so, um, so, but when we got the book, you realize John was a very humble person. Like, he leaves it, and it, but he's not, he's like, he literally gives a line and he explains what he did. Another line explains how, where, when, why, moves on to the next thing. Okay. You know, it's not like, a, and then I came in first place and I beat everybody's ass. And no, it's very straight. And then the, in the next year, we did this and we did this by sure. And we, we studied this many, many times. And then this person came into the school and they did. So it's much about also the people around him. In fact, when John lists the You know what it sounds like? Yeah. It sounds like a diary. diary it is yeah, a diary. It very much is. Diary, when yeah. he lists, he not only lists his own... Um, like his own like his own fellow classmates he also lists his teacher's fellow classmates you know so it's very he's very much about documenting these so things. this is something interesting my teacher's always had this habit he's mm. had it from school mm. he writes a daily diary yeah mm-hmm. and I mean he's got like a bookshelf yeah of daily just diaries diaries from when he was a kid mm. and it'll it'd be everything like today this guy came to meet me yeah and he'll have his name and he'll never see the guy again yeah, yeah. but it's in there but yeah. it's there it's yeah. day he came yeah. the guy's yeah. name yes yeah and he comes from this place and he learned this for a few minutes with me and then he left it's important you know it's important yeah. in an art like ours that is unfortunately been declining well, that's, you know that's, what what I mean? we've, that's the whole thing of why we're, we're doing what we're doing, doing. Yeah. it's like we don't want it ever to be in that state again like yeah. with, our, with our legacy you know for what we're yeah. doing or whatever it's got to be like you know what I mean? Clear. I, clear. Yeah, I've yeah, discussed this yeah. with Chinese medical people too. Yeah. I'm like, I we all talk about the people who, who originated the system, and I give a lot of honor to them. But we might even be in a more critical place in our time in Junction in Life. We're like the we're like the 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 elite special whatever, and we have to take that like we have to lift this stuff out. We have to fix it. Yeah, we have fix to fix it. it. We have yeah. to put it back out there. We have to make That's people fucking you know like, like it's a lot tougher. To it yeah. Ways yeah. And, we're yeah. kind of in a tougher situation yeah. in many cases no, because we, we have not only do we care But also the, also like I'd say that today's day and age and the Western mentality yeah. Yeah. puts a lot more stress on things being clear, yes. described. Yes. Everything yes. is uh, and why why do this when I can go to a boxing gym and yeah. Yeah, knock yeah, someone yeah, out in six months? I can go I think I've four BJJ gyms around I can go and do grappling classes wherever and you know and I can have people 
people to train with and, and this and this and that and we can roll and, yeah. and you know whatever and I can get up and I can shower. I can but not, not, I'm not, not even just in the martial arts sense it's just the western mentality yes. in today's yeah. day and age. Yeah, yeah. It's got to be it's got it's like, clear, yeah. it's like you buy something from the supermarket on the back it's got all the ingredients yeah. on it. Yeah. How many calories yeah. I mean if you sold the product yeah. without that it won't fly. No. Yeah, like, yeah, I'm yeah. sorry well, I don't even know what maltodextrose yeah. is yeah, yeah, but yeah, I want to know that it's in there. Exactly. And that's it and we talk about this all the time and so what we did seeing this and understanding the detriment of what's going on so she gave me this book and she was like she wanted to give me the book like just give it to me give it to me but the man who actually possesses the book was her like nephew and he was like no it's a family heirloom well but that's in, true too it is yeah. but in in very chinese fashion and you know this from living in china there's a there's sort of a a problem in china where they 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 annihilate their own history by literally taking something, putting it in a box and sitting on it and letting it collect dust until it, until it turns into nothing, yeah. you know? And then they're like, well, uh, uh, you know, it's like, you're not using it. You know, you're killing your own culture because, and I have a buddy of mine who's a Chinese Does he scholar. do martial arts? Uh, no, yeah. not at all, which no, is another thing. Yeah. And so she was like, and I said, listen, I don't even want the book, but let me take it to America. I'll bind it in an actual leather because it's in a diary like yeah. cases Zhong, like the the Zhong, like um bound case like what he did is he wrote it out they photocopied it on double paper and they bound it with fucking string yeah and the so old way. the old way and I was like let me take this to America we have some of the best digital copiers in New York City it's a bookmaking city yeah. and I will get this bound with leather I'll make sure it's preserved I'll even get a digital copy so that you guys and she's like that sounds great in a week and a half she's like okay do it. And she called me back, and she was, like, distraught. She was like, I can't let you do it. He refuses. She's like, I'm so sorry. But find a place I can do it here. So that's what he said. But I'm worried that I, I, I need to look up the high-grade like the high grade stuff first. So what I told her first, I said, listen, when I come back from China, uh, from America, because I went back this summer for two months, um, Simon and I ran a bunch of cooking, pla- yeah, cooking yeah, things, I and I did yeah. a Chinese medical clinic. Um, we started transcribing it. Like, and so, because she's also, she's also, she's 78 or 76. Her, you know, I don't know how much longer she's going to be around. You know, her, what happens if her eyes go when she's 83? You know, she still identifies her father's handwriting. She grew up in old Beijing. She's a true Didao Lao Beijing. And she was born in the second ring, you know, and he grew up there. So she's got those concepts and those realities in her. And her dad wrote another book. Her dad wrote a book on Western cuisine. So she knows that her dad was an author. He liked to write. So she knows how he writes. So we got my buddy Martin, who's a Chinese scholar. He's been living here for 11 you years. You have a photocopy of the book. I Well, I have the original. The original book that exists now is only a photocopy. Oh, the okay. original, original text, I think, was discarded or disappeared because then what he did in the book I have, he went in and hand-edited the whole book. So I have original pen strokes and things from in the book. So we are transcribing it character for character exactly how he wrote it including the mistaken characters of the homophones he replaced for things and then in brackets next to him we're correcting the characters some of these characters don't even exist in unicode you can't type them into your computer yeah you know but you know what they are because you're like oh he really means this or this this means this and my buddy martin is he reads the jaguenza for you guys who don't know what that is i mean that's like the oracle bone script for fun yeah. you know like he's like this is fun and he sits home you know and i'm like oh, all right bro whatever you say you know like so he reads these things and so he's like the perfect guy to do this yeah so he's doing it with us and he's really invested in this we've gotten 53 so far 53 of the 175 pages transcribed and then we're well, that's good that's good progress up. so yeah that's so we're doing progress. well and we've got it typed up and uh we're eventually gonna put it out but it explains a lot so like sure. simon and i as a process of this we were talking we we're like bro between Simon, who's a, a Sichuan chef, and myself, who's a Chinese medical physician, and we both do martial arts, we need something that protects the culture. 
Um, so we decided to start ourselves an association. Yeah. Okay. And we did. We started yeah. ourselves an association that yeah. will, that, and we, we had our first meeting this August. We had we had six founding members who were all there. This was in and the States. This yeah, was in the New States. Okay. In New York. They met with us. And yeah. um, this is actually the first time we're talking about it publicly. Mm. And uh, it's going to be more public come this next year. And we want to make it something kind of like a tong, like a traditional Chinese, like tang, like a like an association, like a shirhui that promotes, conserves, and continues the growth of, not just preserving, because you know how that is. Sometimes it's like, oh, we preserve it like this. You can't change it. No, no, no. We want it to grow. You know? We want it yeah. to flourish. And we want it to be alive. Mm. Like, like they, it's supposed to like be. Like it's supposed to be. You know, Bagua's not dead. Xinyi's yeah. not dead. Taiji's not dead. Mm. Chen, all these things, they're not dead. But if you don't allow them to continue to evolve, you will ultimately stunt them, mm. and eventually it's going to die. So, like, we we got together. We met with guys who practice Hungar Kung Fu. We met with guys who practice Taiji, Bagua. So these are the founding guys in the yeah. States, right? Yeah. Okay, so they're not all simply just people that are doing yin, uh, well, oh, shoes. No, 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 yeah. Yeah. no yeah. not at all. Yeah, in fact, all. many of them don't do it at all, and we all have different jobs. Okay. You know, like, yeah. I'm a physician. Simon's a chef and a teacher. One of the guys is a teacher in the New York public school system. Another guy's a massage therapist. Another guy's a businessman who used to work in the wine industry and now does something else. And another guy owns his own kung fu school and is breaking into acting or something. Okay. And these were the founding members. We've got like a Japan faction as well. Yeah, we have we a Japan faction. One guy's like um, the top of the audio um, marketing division of Universal. Another guy, wow. another guy um, works on like he just finished um, building the monorail system at Chiang Mai yeah. Airport, and, and like yeah, so everybody yeah. does does something stuff something. as well. You know what I mean? They're yeah, not single like, focus, yeah, so yeah, like yeah, they, yeah. they don't have they, they can right, add things right, to right. it. Mm-hmm. You know, the engineer who builds stuff in the monorails, he can add engineering aspects to what we're doing. Mm-hmm. You know, and so like. So it's, it's not just that, too. It's also like we can help each other in business. We can help each other in all these things. Mm-hmm. And we can add to it and grow to it. You know, yeah, like, yeah. And I think that's it. And we looked at a lot of other groups and things to try to figure out how we're going to do this. Yeah. And we looked around and said, like, if you look at, for example, Chinatowns all over the world, mm. they never fucking fail. Yeah. You know, they almost never, 90, yeah. 90 some percent of the time, they never fail. There's a way that it's organized. Mm. And, like, we got to do it like that. Exactly. You and know? that goes back to the whole thing of, like, talking about when I said, oh, I'm prepared to put the, the Fong stuff on the rails yeah. for now because like like it, and as a greater picture in the long run this is way more important sure. because it's going to allow a, a space where his stuff can flourish I don't think they're forever, independent of one another I don't they're not, they're not at all they're not at all man we've talked about we so talked many about things so that especially yeah. like especially I think that that Fong and Shu were similar heights similar, similar builds yeah and a lot like a lot of their just the way they especially if going towards the usage of the art is very 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 similar super similar yeah. they're both vicious yeah. which i like because it's hard to find we were just talking about this last night coming yeah. home where do you find chung style this today who are vicious they're all like defanged tigers most of them you know what i mean yeah. it's like yeah. I every, mean, who which one of them practices shui jiao style? Yeah. none of them yeah. you know like why aren't you getting out there and practicing these things yeah. you know like or the yin stylists who are like all just you know, performance, and, and I'm not going to name any names, but I've met some teachers here who are, who are yin stylists in Beijing, quite a few of them, and many of them, I'm not going to say all of them, but many of them are just like, and this is the Biao Jun way, this is the standard way. I looked, and I was like, oh, okay. And he's like, so this is the technique we do. And he puts his hand up against me, and he goes through the technique, and I just did this, and I expanded my palm, pressed back against him, and he double steps back, and he goes, oh, okay. And then he went on, he says, let's have some tea, and we sat down. And I was like, <laughs> what? Like, you know, I, you know I haven't met many yin stylists here. 
and uh, you know liang style that i practice yes, is yeah. a combination of yin and chung so yeah, there's elements yeah. of both and, mm. and i've always wanted to, i've always looked and i've always mm. you know wanted to find more yin and, and chung what, people from, to see this yeah. as well as the combination of yin and, and yeah and fung, right? so yeah, when yeah, i looked and chung, so, yeah. i must say though like uh looking at content wise mm. an older video he's gone now uh Zhu Bao Zhen. Zhu Bao Zhen yeah, was something. Yeah. I, was mean, something. I mean there's stuff there that i immediately recognize yeah yeah, yeah. and uh I'm so I'm not I'm not in the yin system, yeah. but we have yin in our yes, system, yes. so I can immediately identify yeah. a lot of stuff there, yeah. and we have no overlap. Yeah. That's the interesting thing. Yeah. Our two families have no overlap. Yeah. Yeah. So I was saying the month before, like you know, a couple months ago, we were talking about, it, but I, I, like just personally from like studying with Fong, that is one of the only schools that I've personally seen mm. that has like a bunch of dudes that yeah. could bash. that's important like they could like yeah. like could, they important. could really go at it you know and, that's really important and and uh, not probably not so much now um but back then there are those yeah. those dudes out there you know and the sparring used to be intense man like like um like some like in the end like Fong ended up chilling it out because it just got on like, hand oh yeah, yeah like like you know like headbutts and like all you know like they, they used to yeah, yeah. But you and, know, I mean, like if I look at a lot of, uh, and he used to jump in there too. Yeah. Really? Like, yeah, he used to yeah. rotate around. Yeah. Nice. Far with him. Yeah. 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 I mean, I think you should if you want to keep your skills. You exactly. And you got to keep your it skills. It was unfortunate. Yeah. yeah. It was unfortunate because we had. If you're teaching for sure. There was one person. That's what he's always whose Name I won't mention, but who was in the group? Who was a, who was could kind of dangerous combo because he was big. He was athletic. He was fucking nuts. Mental, and he did nothing but the shingy and the six harmonies. Okay, and like because your head like, he would just like you know yeah like, I mean I he must would say. come to class like black eyes for like just getting in fights with like you know five or six dudes out in the pub and all sort of stuff you know and um and that unfortunately because although the sparring was like hard it got to a stage where like you know one time um one sparring I actually wasn't um, there that particular day but uh, one time um one of the like Fong broke up one session and this guy had, you know, got a bit of a schooling from one of the older guys and just flew across and head butted the, you know, one of the other students in the face and literally flattened his nose, like, flat on his face and, like, you know what I mean? Like, so, you know, it, it did get, you know. It gets to yeah, that Yeah, yeah, got, you know, and there's no gloves, no, yeah. yeah, you know what I mean? Like, so, you know, and then that sort of, I came in more near the end of that, you know, probably a couple of, couple of years Before left of that. Yeah. And then it sort of, chilled out in the class but then we kind of took it outside outside, yeah, 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 outside yeah. the class with the same dudes yeah. and kept it going like the first rule about fighting we just rock yeah, up yeah. we just rock up and you know Fong would be like oh been training heavy boys yeah, like, <laughs> yeah, yeah I told you watch out for that horse punch bro <laughs> <laughs> but um but 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 like I will give I will give that to him like um although sometimes I kind of like in some ways didn't agree with it because I think it should have been more controlled mm. in some ways and I think some people should have been handled yeah, you kind of have a one size fits yeah. all. That's the problem with people. I think there's yeah. a thing about. I think there's a real good organization mm. for what I've seen a lot of Western boxing clubs. Like you can go in, they've got a real good structure in a lot of. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And like you can go in and start from scratch, and you can work your way up, and you can see your transition yeah. along the ladder. And there's a control element to many of them, mm. but there, I think that's what one of the things we're missing in Chinese yeah. martial arts. You know what, what I mean? Like you, you, you don't get Chinese martial arts. A lot of times you get into those schools. I've been in a couple of them where like you just like you'll enter in the beginning and you don't know anything and they'll just beat your ass yeah. and it's like not like beat your ass through like to feel good about stance, it to feel good. Thing, yeah, like they it, just yeah. inflict fear and pain in you and yeah. it's like this isn't helping right. but like western boxing is about producing good boxers yeah. you know chinese martial arts many times is not about producing good chinese martial artists yeah, it's about that's the whole thing, about, yeah, that's the whole yeah. thing with like this is the whole thing with um this sparring okay 
So, it, okay, do you get good things out of sparring? Yes, you do. Okay, but if you're just chucking on gloves, yeah, chucking chucking in a mouth guard, and you go right, you versus you, fight. Yeah. yeah. First of all, it hardens you up a bit in the beginning. That's a good thing. You know, you can take a few shots, blah blah. But you are always going I'll to be going back. Always going to be going back to your trusted technique. Yeah. Because if you're, you're scared of trying anything else, you're yep. going to get fucking flattened, yep. right? Yeah. So, so when when I was training, like um, with guy that the pro and Yuji is about like yeah, we com like we did the kung fu, we did the boxing, and we left all the bullshit at the door, and we're just like, but their training methods and how you develop skills, how you develop new fighting skills, were like really, 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 really good, you know, and and we would just do things in layers. You know, and we would start off, and and you would start off like over, you know, doing a technique over, you know, three weeks or a month or whatever, and you'd be like, okay, so you know, I used to have a lot of things of like where I'd be because of the troop crew that I was training, and I'd be really used to dealing with Chinese martial artists, Mm -hmm. you know, but not so much boxing and stuff, which is a different setup. You know, yeah. it's a different way of setting people up, mm. and and it's there's there's a lot of trickery, um, and, you know, and and you think you're good, next thing you know, you're on your ass, you know, knocked out, you know. So so like what I would want to use, get really good at using what I knew against like grapplers, against right. um, you know, boxers right, and right, stuff right. like that, because that's ninety nine point nine 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 percent of who you're gonna face. Yeah. If anything ever, you know, pops off, right? But they just had these great like systems where. It would just be like, yeah, okay, you know, like, so what we're going to do, yeah, so, so if you're doing something that feels like boxing, right, okay, so, okay, so, okay, you're going to throw one-two hook, yeah, you're going to do the you know, elbow block and, and counter with the straight, yeah, because when the hook comes, the chin's open to counter with the straight. Right. You can turn that into, into chuan or you can turn it into, into yeah, yeah, and bomb. Can. It's so yeah, easy, yeah. it doesn't matter. But you can yeah. do that yourself. Yeah. You can create those exactly. little drills. Well, that's you what can. I do. That's what I do. Exactly. So, so, and so this is how the process will go. It's like you do this, right? And you start off just doing it light, you know, da da da, and then building up and building up, and then you add punches onto it, whatever. By the end of the month, you guys are ripping into each other, mm. and it's way more powerful than if it was just one sparring session because yeah. you've been doing it for a month. You're sunk. You're confident in what you're doing, mm. and and it's delivering like like real pressure and real, you know, real power. And then you start then you start taking it back to, you know, out of the boxing or whatever and then mm. putting it back into what you do and then showing, you know, the, like the, the grappler dudes, like this is what I do and, and it does this, this full rotation. Yeah. But over time, you develop a way broader and more effective skill set. Yeah, yeah. You know? Um, Drills you know, are far more important. And, and the, well, I mean, one both, of main are, things that both we, are. One of yeah. the main things that we were able to do, which was kind of cool, is that I've got an environment like basically... My my business like kind of transforms at night into this gym. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like you've many times in a school. It's just like, like, like ten year olds. Yeah, and like the, the the blinds go down. There's like there's like and yeah. yeah. Sometimes the the because I teach like gym to kids, they'll open up. Oh my god! Like, there's all these like kick pads. The first there. rule about yeah. about Fight Club, Club yeah. is do not the touch the play doh. Yeah. But at the same, yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah, right. at the same <laughs> time, like um, my friend, my friend, um, my close friend guy, like he liked training there with us because. Um, because he trained at like a, um, his pro, like his home gym and they would get people like spies who would come in and wow. yeah, or people who yeah. report back and you know, so he liked it because this was just way off the map mm-hmm. and we could just train and he could work on like new elbows and new like locks and, and no one, mm-hmm. no one would know, you know, because it's like, it's just not even a, a gym per se. Um, so it, it created an environment where 
whether it was like the, the, the Southern Mantis dudes that were coming or the Wing Chun dudes that were coming or the, the Bagua dudes that were coming or the Taiji dudes or the, or the um, BJJ wrestling dudes that were coming or whether it was Christian with the boxing or his friends or other Kyokushin dudes that would come in and tons of people being through doors. But it creates this environment where everybody can drop, drop the, the shit. Yeah. You know, and you're not in anybody's dojo yeah. and you're not yeah. having to, 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 to you know, you're maintain, not your, maintain level. your level yeah. and yeah. come across like you're the man in front of you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, everybody could just drop it, yeah. you know, and we had this thing of like, you know, of, you know, if somebody couldn't do something, all work on it, you know, yeah. until we all get it. It's some yeah, of the most constructive yeah. training that I've done. He's done it, man. I've he's done it. That makes sense. I go, through, I go yeah. through it with him. Oh, because I'll come. Yeah. 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 Explain yeah. it. I'll go, yeah. I'll go, go ahead. It's I'll the go first door. Just watch out for so, the wires there. I'll go to Japan and we'll train. Like when I first went, like we went and we trained a lot of shoe stuff because yeah. we want to learn that. Then he's like, let's go take this to my school with my students. And then we would do that and we'd intermix boxing drills. And so we would do these drills and then the drill would change. Just like a boxer, like left, right, combo, this, that, whatever. And then you get it up to the point where you're doing it so fluidly. Once you once you spar, spar. It comes out. It comes out. Like yeah, one of the of things course. that we'd work on that was great, that I really liked, that I thought was, that I really learned from Simon that was super effective is to take something you'd like, be like, you're only allowed to use these three techniques. I'm only allowed to use these three techniques. I do that myself. You know? Even if my partner is not doing yeah. that. I have a plan when it's, I go into sparring. Even if he's doing yes. free sparring, I'm yeah. like, I'm going to try use yes. this and this and this. Yeah. And that's it. And that's it. And it, it, it is, if you're if you're doing this in this way, you can slowly all come up and you know that no one's got a malintent. Because yeah. I've been in schools like Simon mentioned where it's like, just put the gloves on. Oh, fuck that free range shit. That pre range shit. Free sparring is where it's at. You never, any of these people who go to those schools that are like that, never get very far. Yeah, but I mean, and look, it's it's like a progression. That's actually one thing I do like about Shingy's progression mm. when you do the full system. Yeah. You go from set techniques individual to set partner techniques. Exactly. And exactly. then from there you go you into go to, Exactly. But there are too many people who jump. Jump. Right. And, or and, they never get to the Or end. they never get to, yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. There's two problems with it. And so, but doing it both ways is exactly how pro fighters do it, you know? Yeah. And most of these guys... Like, we'll go hang out with Guy or Christian or whoever. Or other, other fighters I've hung out with, they're sparring minimum. You know what I mean? A lot oh, of this yeah. is training reflexes, doing things. And then when you spar, it's very light. It's not like hard and all out. Because I remember some of the schools I train in, you'd always have injuries. You know, yeah, everybody yeah. be nursing an injury. Yeah, yeah. I got a lot of experience training, treating treating injuries yeah. with Chinese medicine. Oh, yeah, yeah, sure. Do you, um, do you want me to grab that beer for someone? Um, I'll, you, all right, let me pause this. And yeah, let's get do another beer. Sounds yeah, good. Yeah. Yeah, no. Okay, we're back. So, All right. Drink, so, drink break. Drink break, yeah. So we were talking about the using methods of uh, going from structured drills to mm. free and how that's a beneficial way to progress and uh, start to actually broaden your skills, develop your skills, and actually um, not simply overlook skills that you're not good at simply because you want to win in a sparring situation. Exactly. So, mm. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. I think that's a really massively important thing. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, 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 and it is really 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 difficult to up your skills like you can you'll get a, a certain level like a 10 percent level of benefit from just going balls out sparring right from the beginning you know you'll harden up a bit you'll get used to taking a few hits you know you'll get a little bit of you know but you'll never get to a stage where you're developing new skill sets you know and 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 that's the the thing that i think is missing yeah. in where 
it's just this balls to the wall thing because yeah, yeah, when yeah. you actually get into like um, pro environments you know um, which I've been in that's not how they train bro yeah, like that yeah. is not how they yeah. train you know like yeah. like they might do a bit of balls to the wall like you know like like four weeks before the fight that did that you know that like one week before they do some real real hard sparring and then cut it down but before that it's all drills and intensifying it as you go yeah. it doesn't mean because you're doing something that's you know a suit pattern or or a bubble that that it's not effective you know like it is effective like but, but you're just programming yeah, it's yourself. programming yes, exactly yes. reacting you know, you know? And, and I yeah. think when you go balls to the wall all the time you truncate strategy yeah you never learn strategy strategy get, is the other thing you have and to you learn and you get injured and, and you get injured and that stuffs up your, your progress more than anything yeah, else yeah, getting yeah, injured yeah. Yeah. I've had injuries yeah. that last me six months yeah. or a year I went back this summer shoe wrangled my wrist and like being grabbed by an alligator and jerked around in a chin lock he was showing me because he wanted to look good on camera and it was from an old injury that he had affected before and I just every time I did something like I was trying to show these guys this almost like a it's like a almost like a fireman's carry but it's not it's this throw we have in the um, uh, DR jong the second palm in the bajang or the basho jong yeah. and um, it wraps around the waist you actually grab the person you wrap around the waist but the arm that grabs the hand to lead them around the waist or the shoulders like you're going to throw in a fireman's carry that wrist just could not I, the minute I do anything ah, ah, you know and like Get that in. doesn't yeah. doesn't help man it but that, that could happen anyway. I it, mean, it, those kind it, of things. It on could, the- but I mean, you're more likely because, like, when I with this one group I used to study with, it was always like we're going hard out, we're going hard out. Like, this, but this I think that's the thing is that like if the environment is not set right, yeah, is that people get fearful yes. for their their health and their safety, and when yeah, they get yeah. fearful for their health and their safety. You know, it's a natural reaction to like just go to what you know yes. and protect yourself at any cost. And right. you can't expand is, your skills. It's not really what you. Yeah. you're trying to do and actually that, I think you know, I, I was yeah. listening recently yeah. and you spoke we spoke about this before I was listening to a, a latest interview with uh, Joe Rogan for us Sahavi mm-hmm. and for us was saying like oh I teach he teaches a student uh, a new technique and the student's like man this isn't really for me because everyone's different right mm-hmm. and his theory is like just give it a serious yeah. go yes. for a few yeah. weeks yes. yeah yeah exactly and then after that few weeks you yeah. feel the same way yep. then drop it on yes. bug you about it yep. again you got to get that, that understanding in your right. body you so know? you got to have that ability and, to yeah, yeah I mean, to get I into use, it first mm-hmm. yeah. i use the um i use the like as far as like if we're talking about handwork for example yeah i use like um a lot of times like just simple boxing in the beginning for new people yeah because they don't understand anything those five right? punches are gold yeah, yeah, five and punches get those five punches down you can turn that into elbows mm-hmm. like like any barbed wire technique yeah. you can pull into you know I, like I had a situation um, recently you know um, so there was one guy who came along done quite a lot of uh, a lot of fighting right you know and he's like um, he's like yeah well you know I, I'm like man you use your straight like you use your straight like he's like how come you don't use your, your jab at all he's, he's like oh yeah because like I've got short arms and my jab's too short I was like okay you know alright give me a look at your, like, your jab yeah that, that can be twine or whatever you know I was like okay give me a look at it right so this dude every time Every time he's sparring, we stand in front of him, hand goes back, throws a jab. So he's hand telegraphing. So mm. I'm like, it's not, nothing to do with your arms being too mm. short, bro. No one's ever told you that you're telegraphing. And he's like, yeah, but I need power. It's like, you're going you're gonna, to like knock 10 times more sense into someone, dropping 30% of that power and not telegraphing yeah. your jab. Yeah. Yeah. And your rhythm is, but, 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 but. You know, yeah. like, like you're not... Like and and you punch yeah. you punch with a turned over fist every time. Yeah. You're always trying to go for a draw. You never straighten up the fist. Yeah. You never pretend to to you brush your five minutes. You know what yeah. you're going to do you know? for the next so thirty five minutes. Give him. I gave him like this is yeah. I'm not talking me up. I'm being honest. You know. Mm-hmm. He's seen yeah. he's seen me go through. Yeah. Gave this guy like three weeks. 
the dudes in the class couldn't get near him with, with one hand behind his back like jab jab only you know like keep him out right. keep him off keep him out yeah. you know and it's like that's the things that if you're sparring just yeah ding ding you know yeah. bah, bah, bah. when are you yeah. gonna when are you gonna learn when are you gonna work right, right, you, know? Right. you know when you got some dude who's like twice the height of you who just wants to whip your ass who's just been doing it like yeah. you know two I, years I, longer I now. had a quote unquote coach who was exactly like that guys mm-hmm. you know six three six four and he can obviously his jabs can reach me a lot farther than I can reach him and he just used his students as, as punching bags. And the day before, I was supposed to fight in a tournament. And it's like a round robin. You've had multiple fights. He had me fucking spar 17 rounds back to back. Oh, that's good for you. Yeah, 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 yeah real yeah, good, right? Yeah, oh, no, we, we just, fog yeah, we, we, we just yeah. got to get you like relaxed and so everything comes out naturally. What, so your at, teeth? Yeah, it, <laughs> well, at some point, you realize it's just survival after that point. Because every person he has you spar the day before the tournament, he just round robins them. So he's got three or four people you're sparring. And they're getting... Every, every round they get to go out, you know, or yeah, every two so rounds. they're coming in fresh. So you're just trying to, at, at some point, and you hate it because these guys are like your, your sparring partners, you realize that you're going to have to try and just hurt them until they can't get in. And that's not what you want to do with your sparring partners. And that's what should, you know? and that's, that environment shouldn't be, because then yeah. it creates animosity. It creates animosity, and, and it just destroys you know, everything. Yeah, you'll elbow me in the throat, and next time, yeah. you know, we're sparring, I'm going to... And then you're headbutting yeah. somebody. Yeah, exactly. You know, exactly. exactly. And I've it's seen poisonous. that before. I've seen that before at Fong School, because not everything was perfect down there. Yeah. And when I started, like, training with our group and stuff like that, I was like, that's not going to happen. Yes. Like, we're going to be, like, working on skill yeah. sets. Right. And it's going to be, like, everybody's going to be even, you know? But there's another side that I want to get there. It's, like, not just lack of skill. There's other things where for example another another friend of mine you know, and me and me included you know, for my for my height I've got kind of long arms mm. right so I've always never really had a problem getting like my straight in someone's face because like I've always had the long enough arms yeah. to do it but when I started like um you know like like sparring and stuff like that like um they're like oh you got like you got power on your on your straight and stuff like that but man that can be way longer you know mm. and some skill set that I thought was good when I started breaking it down, I was like, "Whoa, yeah, I, be I, I actually had, I actually had like a fist and a half more on my straight, which is a, a long yeah, way." That's when you're talking break, yeah. about that, and then when I when I developed that skill more, man, I could just be sitting outside and people were like, "Oh, yeah, we're not even close." Bah! Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. they just hit them like, and they wouldn't even know, like, yeah. you know, yeah. from spending the time to get that right. So, you know, you do need the pressure and you do need the the, the contact, but it's got to be cultured right. and developed in an yeah, educational yeah, yeah. way you just that, don't throw the guy in the that, fire that yeah. benefits yeah. everybody you go to Chinese you, yeah. you know you study a language mm. we'll give it a language yeah. you're not just like you're not just like go you know what mm. I mean and they give you like a HSK 6 in your first like week in school you're just gonna fail you're not gonna know what the fuck they're saying on yeah. the exam you know And but, but build it up and you culture the person like you said mm. and you raise the person and what's the term in Chinese peyang right like yeah. to cultivate this person yeah. you will get and that's what I think that's our goal out of our out yeah. of our association to cultivate these things. Mm-hmm. So when you get you you hit the ground running, and you yeah. you you know these things, and you're you're put through, and and we look at many things for this. We look at like like New, we've talked about like New Zealand SAS, mm. you know Navy SEALs training. We've both read the book by Jocko Willinks, the Extreme Ownership book. Oh, yeah. Um, the uh, we've read things. We're big readers too. That's mm. another thing we promote like learning of new knowledge, like in this association, right? Like the one of my favorite books of all time is the David Goggins Can't Hurt Me book. That mm. book is phenomenal, mm. you know. And like these ideas, these mindsets that come on, um, books on how to learn better. Mm. And then going in and studying these things, we listen. We listen to different podcasts, whether it be your podcast or a mm. great one is a China history podcast. Yeah, yeah, that's you a good know, one. That's trying a good one. to learn yeah. these things in depth, mm. and then 
being able to apply them and then and then going out and uh, whether it's you know mental or physical you mm -hmm. know we'll go mm -hmm. out we'll go out training sessions in Japan Jesus Christ yeah. his, his wife was like see you later uh, we'll leave at 11 a.m. we won't come back till after dark mm -hmm. and this is in the summertime you yeah. know what I mean like yeah. and like next day we're like oh god and you it's know, 40 degrees it's 40 yeah. degrees yeah. you know Celsius and and it's um and but you know and then we learn we're like and then so and also we'll, that thing of like not going like against each other yes that's what we've always together. had a thing that, that is yeah you're supposed to help each other it's never yeah. been like oh yeah you know Shu versus Fong like, you know it's yeah. always just been like oh wow yeah yeah that happens that way. Yeah, and, and sometimes we come to like a happy medium or yeah. stuff like oh well it actually works a little better if you, yeah like but working to, together like and, and creating like a going on eating together drinking together like you know traveling together like hanging out together yeah. like bringing back that like family yeah concept. but that's 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 what i was saying which, also is which one is of the really what, important which is parts. what not just chinese culture but all asian all culture is human culture. Around. traditional yeah, any yeah. traditional human culture yeah. one of the greatest things i have ever learned isn't shu style bagua or, or the bagua that comes through shu and even though i think it's one of the greatest things what i find even greater for example is simon learned something through paul Paul went to Shanghai, and I'll let Simon continue the story, but I'll just give you a summary. Paul learned this thing called Shibafa, Liangong Shibafa, but he learned the closed door method. Very few people learn that. Mm -hmm. From a my point of view, as a as a physician of medicine, Chinese medicine, this is the single greatest systematized. Um, you call it a towel, or just call it a, a an exercise. That's moves, yeah. yeah. That's that's packaged easily to teach that I've ever come across for joint health, but also to create fali, to create okay. power, to create all these things. This guy was a genius. Mm -hmm. He took Tai Chi Qi Gong, Baduan Jin, and Yi Jin Jing, and he put them together into a package that works, like for example, the first set, and I, I don't see this in much in much Qi Gong, and, and Shu's got great Qi Gong, but what this guy did was, he said, let's use gravity. So he starts with the top of the head, and he uses joints and moves the joints and opens them all the way to the ground. Not up, down, changing here, okay, this and that. Like some people have Talu or, or these groups of movements, but they change. This guy was very logical about what he did. And Simon learned this from Paul, and Paul lived with the doctor in his house. A lot of people study, they get association you know, yeah. certificates and this and that. But like Paul lived with the guy, spoke Chinese, mm -hmm. learned the whole thing, learned all three sets. I find that, I learned that from Simon, that is one of the most valuable, in fact, we tell people you're not learning Bagua first. Yeah, like you're yeah. gonna learn this first. Like if, you, you know? if you want to learn Bagua, you're learning this. Like there is no, yeah, that's it. That's yeah. it. Yeah, 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 that's yeah. it. There's yeah. no argument. Like yeah. that's that's just what you're gonna learn. Like, but it's not considered martial, right? Is no. it a mar It's no. not a martial no. system. No, no. no. it's, 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 a, it's yeah. a physical yeah. health yeah. system. It's Yangchang. Yeah. Yeah. it's Yangchang. Okay, yeah. good, good. And it's but it will teach you everything. People, but that when people are coming in, they don't understand that this isn't martial, but this is. But it's full martial. Yeah, it's the meat of the sandwich, man. Like, like, he's got, you know, like guy, for example. Yeah. Guy said, like, he's. I've been there when he said, he's like, dude, he like, he's. I didn't, I didn't fucking practice. What he say? He was like, this one time he's like, I didn't practice my Shabbat this time. Man, I'm so sore. Other fights yeah, he had, true, right? he got messed up even more. Yeah. He'd be like, he'd recover in a day. Yeah. He'd get out of the. He'd be like, dude, I feel no. No, no. no I found anything. the same thing. Like, I mean, I was telling you guys all when we weren't recording mm -hmm. that my teacher has a set of quite a quite an extensive set of what we call nagel, mm -hmm. and 
that's what he first started teaching yes. me, you know, that was like the foundation. And he also told me, it's okay if you don't do your five elements or whatever every day, you've got to do, do this yes. every day. Exactly. That's it. That's exactly and how I feel like shit if I don't do it. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So yes. Like, you know, Shabbat is like basically the first, like, it's just a basic breakdown. It's like, um, you know, the first set is, is basically uh, muscles, tendons, and straight, like bone straightening. Okay. Yeah. Seconds, organs and joints. Yeah, and then the third set's just like for, I'm just moving the, you know, okay. like, like, like geez. this will change your life. Yeah. Seriously, yeah, for sure. I used for to have sure. patients yeah. who would come in and I couldn't teach everybody anything. does it. But in my class, like, so I have people who are just Shurabafa students, and then I have like Bagua students. Every single session we start with, we do all three sets and shoes qigong yeah. every time. Yeah. Yeah. I don't give a fuck who you are. Yeah. Yeah. Like, 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 yeah, like. But that's enjoying. the other thing. Yeah. I don't know if you guys have seen that book that was translated and written by Tim Cartmel called Shingi Nekong. I have it. One of the good books. One okay. of the really uh, good books mm. I like, yeah. But realistically, when I showed my teacher even this and when I looked at our content, it's it's like, oh, my teacher like, oh, warm up. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it is. Exactly. And that's you're supposed, to, you're supposed yeah. to do yeah. that. I mean, yeah. I'm, I'm not to trying to downplay the book or the content. No, what I'm no, trying to say is people think it's like, it's something yeah. else. Yes. It's a yes. Dis- no. They that's put it in this proper how position. you're supposed yeah. to yeah. warm yeah. up. Yeah. This is not, yeah, exactly. And, and you don't warm up, you don't do anything before you warm up, right? Exactly, so, exactly. Yeah. I've had one student who, and another student who started at the same time, right? But one student had never done, like, anything before. And the other student had done, like, a lot of stuff before, right? And, um, and they started at exactly the same time. And, um, one student was coming like twice a week. The other student was coming like you know five days a week. You know, and the 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 other student was coming twice a week was like you know, pretty naturally gifted. You know, mm. but this other guy had like a lot of experience as well. So he wasn't you know, yeah, yeah, you know, like, wasn't you know, a dead beginner. Yeah. And he was the the students coming twice a week was you know, and the other guy was like you know, like why you know like why am I not well, progressing? Yeah. And I'm like, are you doing your shabafa? He's like, mm. he's like, oh, well, no, yeah, I do it when, you know, I when, don't have time. when you make yeah. to. I don't yeah. have time. But this other guy, you're doing your Shabbatha? Yeah, every day. Yep. You know, and that was, the, and, and mm. I was yeah, I'm like, dude, that's the difference, man. You can, that you can walk that circle until it's you fall awesome. over, bro. Yeah. But, but unless you start getting deep into this, yeah. like, like. Yeah, it, totally. Yeah. To take totally. a correlation, if you look at modern MMA and you look at a lot of these interviews and things, it's the guys who have a refined strength conditioning coach, mm. a refined nutritionist. All the things that traditional arts had kind of built into them, or generally, if they survive long enough, that on, and especially in the good, you know, when I say good lineages, I mean the ones that were that were that were fairly well educated. In, you yeah. know what I mean? Those ones they continued on, and so you look today at like a lot of people who who kind of made it based on their own talent, but today are like, oh no, I'm a much different person now. I have a strength and conditioning coach, and I have a nutritionist. Does it's an education into the theories and things that you do, uh, and you know, and, and like using that cultural understanding of what you're doing. Our Nagong, mm. that's our strength and conditioning. Yeah. You know what I mean? And like, I really think, and it's it's our therapy. We don't have a million massage therapists who no. do massages every no. day after. We can't go, no. you know, and like shoes qigong, like what he's talking about. That works. That's cardio. You know, yeah, yeah, that's yeah. I'll do that, especially living in Beijing. You know how it is. Yeah. You know, last week I, it looked like the mist from fucking Stephen King. Like you couldn't see the buildings. You know, I think I did see some tentacles. <laughs> yeah, right. Like it's <laughs> all he was in. He's in fucking Japan one time. They had the sirens go off, and really? like they're like, get indoors. This is Wumai from Beijing. And like, <laughs> <laughs> I got the, I actually got a video on my phone somewhere, and like um because we were training in the park, and, and we we're like, holy shit, and it was like. You can see it was coming. The pollution yeah. from yeah. 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 Did it smell like herb water? Yeah. Oh my god! And like burning baby diapers. For you people who have never been to Beijing, Beijing pollution smells like like 
burning charcoal and baby diapers and some arbor toes and like strong alcohol all mixed in together. It's awful. It's awful. It was a touch of suddenly twelve. Splash of hooping don't Oh my god. And uh so but yeah, so like and you need this stuff and I I do this in the beginning, but and then after I train two or three days a week, I go for about a three mile run, two mile run with a nine kg rucksack. Okay. So I pack all my training gear that I take to the park, resistance bands, you know, because I don't have a punching bag, but mm-hmm. towels on trees, different things I'm going to use. My water bottle, which is a which is a two liter like um, thermos, you know, mm-hmm. and it's usually still half full. I put that in. A, I have a five eleven like series like military grade backpack, and then I go for a run mm-hmm. afterwards because that's what it takes to be a fucking warrior. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like you can't half ass it, and but you need. That Qigong makes a world of difference. Well, I take, felt I, it, you know, I take the train and, and took a, a ride like you know, a ride between four, five, and depending on the month, six hundred k's a month, just going to work oh, and, nice. and back here. Yeah. And then outside of that is all the riding that I do just to get around town for all my. So what are you riding? Uh, just a bike. A bicycle. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. Um, and then I um, thought I just saw skateboarding. Oh <laughs> no, no, no! And then um, and then you know, like um, on top of that, yeah, obviously there's all, all the bar wire and all that sort of stuff as well. But you know, and I like ride, ride, not yeah. like. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, my story is like I had knee surgery three times, mm-hmm. two different knees, because of sport mm-hmm. wushu and all of that background. And yeah. When I started with my I had teacher, a couple too. yeah, cartilage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't, I don't have any of that. Man. And uh, my my knee used to like my my right knee used to Me hurt too. Yeah, bad. Yeah. But when I yeah. when I learned this, yeah, it just improved. Improved. Yeah, yeah. yeah. exactly. Yeah. And that's I've had I've had patients in the states who will not do anything you teach them. Or if you, they do something, the next day they'll be like, oh, I'm so sore, I don't want to do this again. I'm telling you what, as my professional opinion as a physician, Shavafa is the one exercise I have taught them, just the first set, not even the second or the mm-hmm. third, where the next day they're like, I want to do this again. The hardest patients I have ever had <laughs> to like get them to do stuff want to do Shabafa the next day. Right. And they come back and they do it. And they so come back and they do it. Translation of Shabafa means wife, 18 minutes. Yes. My wife does it, yeah. And she's and she's like in the household that's just completely barbar crazy and she's like, fuck this shit. But, <laughs> but let's do Shabafa. <laughs> I'm sure she loves martial arts. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah. Yeah. but you know, you know what I mean? But, uh, but, she's, but that's the she's other she's interesting really thing about, it. especially about the Western mm. lifestyle. Like, mm. I mean, there's there's a lot to be said about just people doing some exercise, right? Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. like 90% of people's problems will yes. go away if they just did some exercise. Yes. And if you do good, good yeah. exercise, yes. it'll yeah. be even better, yeah. right? Yeah. So, I'm in contact with like 300 kids uh, a week. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I've been to the classes with them, yeah. I don't, like, I haven't, when was the last time I was like, a long yeah. time, yeah. Right? Long, long time ago. But, like, you know, it, it's, yeah, it's just got to be, it's got to be a part of your life. You know, yeah, you have yeah, to, yeah. yeah. I mean, there are things too. Like and martial arts can wreck you just as much as they can, they can help you. Yeah. Sure, yeah. even sure. quote unquote outside internal, of physical contact, even quote unquote internal martial arts. You know, the whole Naja trend. I've we've we've done things like when I first moved here to Beijing, I was going hard. Yeah, I was going hard, and we used to talk about this. And I was like, "Wow, oh, I'm fucking sorry." He's like, "Man, I'm fucking sorry." Yeah. We realized like we're going too hard. Yeah, and we're little, not we're doing the other too. things. Yeah. And then we're also like, we were like. I'd call him, like, how many hours did you train? He'd be like, six. I'm like, fuck, I gotta go out and do another hour and a half. Or, or how many hours? I'd call him, be like, dude, I'm gonna go out tonight and like match your hours. And like, we also find certain training implements we use. Like, people say, yo, you use bricks and this and that. We found out, like, for example, certain things. I know this might sound weird to some of the viewers or the listeners out there, but for example, using bricks, well, they sound great and they can be, 
we found that the square structure of the bricks left an unnatural feeling in the body yeah. and yeah. tightened it. But when we used and like tightened heavy, the joints. It tightened the joints. But yeah. when we used heavy balls, mm. using them and holding them, it floated. You didn't right. have the same like. Yeah. But what were you doing with the bricks? Holding them when you're using postures and like uh, yeah. just holding them in your hands. Yeah, yeah. or using sure. certain things. Um, like for basically like um like resistance training, right? But when we we got the like the um uh pouting one, like the the heavy balls that they have that are that are not the ones with the charms, but the ones that are like weigh a good few kgs, you know, yeah, one yeah. or two. Like, and you do those, you're like, my joints, my muscles might be sore, but my joints don't feel as tight. You know, you're developing these understandings. It's like, like holding a joint in your it's hands. It's like too, holding so a joint because they're round, roll. you know? Right, yeah. right, right. And also you can change the finger grip positions way easier than you yeah. can on the brick. Yeah. So you can change, like, if you're practicing, like, yeah, your tolu or whatever, yeah, with yeah, them, yeah, yeah. You, can, yeah. you can express it, like, you can put it down the bottom when you go in here and bring it up to the top. So you one practice one of my One of my, my Bagua brothers actually made, from the old stories, he made the clay gloves. Oh, mm. shoot. He actually made them. Wow, that's awesome. That's hard, wow. hard yeah. work, man. Yeah. I have not seen anybody use the balls in the same way. We got this idea from Shu because she was like, "I use these balls," and he uses them as as anchi, like hidden weapons. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. which like, you saw, yeah, in the yeah, video was yeah. phenomenal. Like that Machan Shu. Any of you guys who have not watched that that video that Byron has just put out, well, by the time this gets out, it'll be old by then. But the one on the Bagua, you guys gotta yeah, watch the gotta part watch about yeah, Machan Shu. Yeah. He goes yeah. over some gold in there about yeah. what these weapons are because. His interview is one of the best I've read. Oh, no, the, anything with my yeah. Shu is yeah. it inside China? Was it? Well, it's it's the Arabs yeah. China from inside. Yeah. China from inside. Any, that's anything why. with my Shu, if that, you guys have actually read that, that like a ton of times, yeah. every time I go back and read the interview, you go, yeah. oh, and you pick out. Yeah. Pick out something new. Yeah. He's yeah. phenomenal. And he goes over those things and then going over Shu Zhang's book and seeing a lot of similarities and then even more different things. I'm like, dude, this was like a living thing. And yeah. it still should be. They were developing things even in Machuan Shu's day. Yeah. Why are we yeah. developing things yeah. now? You yeah, know, yeah, like, yeah. You know, like, it so... Should be. We it should be. be. Yeah. So, like, we... Like, one of the things I like about Shu is he's got a lot of Anchi he's developed. Not okay. just ones that, like, he uses... So, you guys know the reusable cork tops for the wine. Yeah. So, you can get ones... You used to be able to get ones that were metal. Mm. So, he puts one of those in his backpack. And they fit right in the palm of his hand. Because yeah. it's got, like, a moon crescent top. And he'll just hold oh, it. Oh yeah, does. So he'll, and he just that holds it, and it, it, it's that piercing. He gives a piercing, yeah. and, he, and you see this guy. He can flip it. This his palm changes. Flip it in, in it while doing chin. Yeah. He can make it disappear. Pop it under his forearm and look at you in a guard posture. You won't even know it's there. Yeah. And you know this guy's been at home practicing this like thousands yeah. of times. Like, and it's it's fascinating. And to see this like those people like your shift, like yeah. Fung, mm. like Shu, these people keep this alive. We got to do this, you yeah. know. And so that's yeah. one of the reasons we decided to start this. This association, yeah, that's tried for years, just like working on that whole thing of like, of like trying to get the, the it working, you mm -hmm. know, yeah. in, in a realistic fashion, like in like a ring setting as well, where you don't have shoes on. Because I think well, like one of the biggest things with Bagua kicking is having having like shoes, shoes on. Yeah, it's really like, based on shoe if you got shoes on, man, or, or like army boots, military yeah. boots, or like you, can, you start using you just, your toes, you yes. wreck yes. someone. Oh, yeah. You know, you know, like like really, and like but when you go into ring, a little bit different story. You know, yeah, at least you got to yeah, work, work at it differently. But um, yeah, sort of working for that and and just through friends and a friends group, like bringing back yeah. like. Yeah, yeah. but also going further yeah. you know yes. like I, yes. you yes. know what I did when I was like when I learned our, our Shuang Yue you mm -hmm. know the, mm -hmm. the double axes 
The double Mandarin duck knives. Are yeah, well, I mean, they should be called Mandarin duck knives. For yeah. some reason, in yeah. the West, they're called the deer yeah. fucking antlers. Yeah, yeah. Then they got people who hold deer antlers. I've seen like hoods and bow. They like, we have deer them. antlers themselves. Yeah, we yeah. also have them in our in, in the Lu Lu Jiao. Yeah, but yeah. but I don't know why they call those uh, deer horn Mandarin knives, duck yeah. knives. They call them deer ant mm. deer, deer horn knives. Yeah, yeah, deer horn knives. Anyway, yeah. that weapon. I mean, that's a routine. Yeah, that's not a very long routine mm. either. Yeah, but I mean, what I started doing was breaking it. Down, yeah, down, exactly. And making line drills. You, yes, break it you down. have to. Yeah. Shu always tells me. It, I've gotten to the point now with training with him where, in fact, this has been going on now for almost a year. He's stop training Talu. Yeah, break only it down. Train yeah. Jishu. Exactly. Right? Like, break it down. Only train the technique Jishu for you guys out there's technique. Yeah. Um. He's like, don't waste time training Talu. Yeah. He goes, only train it to remember it so that you understand the 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 categorization you yeah, know what right, i mean the fact yeah. that we have these things or or it's just, just it's, as a reference it's a reference it's a reference it's like a it's book a, so you can remember we were just talking today we were just talking today about a, about, a, morning, about a leg about a leg sweep in the slipping chain right so you've got these three basic you've got more than three but you have three basic shell and towel in in the yin style that comes from you you have slipping chain you have lohan chain you have jingang chain and um and in the slipping chain there's a there's a sweep but it's not one sweep or the other. It's both in one movement. And practically, it would never work like that. But the idea is you practice it like that because if you practice the other way, you'll always fall short sweeping a leg out and pulling it back and stretch mm -hmm. out. But if you practice the other way, if you practice only out this way, you'll never catch the close sweeps. Yeah. So the idea is that they're disguising two or three sweeps in one. Mm -hmm. it's, like reading a, it's like reading a sentence that if you read it in one rhythm, you'll get something out of it. But yeah, if you read it in a second rhythm, yeah. you'll get something else. That's the depth of... And a lot of people, I think, outside of... Asia, and in you know, I'll, I'll say China, but I would say Asia even more. There are there are like calligraphy works that can be read left to right, mm. up to down, yeah. and diagonally. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like that's the point. Like yeah. Yeah. is to it's a how you look at reality, and if you yeah. look at your talu as like that, the ability it's a lens in which you can look through reality through, and then split it apart, mm. and you can see the the, the colors of the prism. Mm. But it's not the prism. The prism together is beautiful. But the application comes in seeing you have white, or you have you have green, you have blue, you have red. You know you have all these different yeah, colors yeah. of light. That's what makes the white light beautiful. You what, know what, what I mean? What drew me away from my first teacher um, uh, into um, studying with Fong was just because of so much Talu. You know, yeah. and and I, I was just like, yeah, you know, I just know like through my background of like sport and stuff that I just knew like, nah, man, like we need to be. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like yeah. doing that. Like I, I, I totally see why we why we yeah. need to be doing exactly. this, but we need to be doing a lot of other stuff as well. To to you yeah, know? for sure. Yeah, yeah. That I mean, my training, man. To be to, to be completely honest, of of you know when I teach the 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 guys in Japan and stuff like that, you know, we usually when it's getting dark, um, after I usually teach like a three to four hours on a Saturday and Sunday both days, um, and we'll usually be like the last. 30 minutes 25 minutes mm. we'll go over some 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 yeah. talu yep. and we'll just go yeah, through yeah, yeah, yeah. we'll go through the we'll go through the three sets you know we'll go yeah. through, we'll go with Don yeah. and yep. uh, and Bajang and yep. Bashing you know and and um and just we'll just rotate it out do a couple of palms go right way through if there's any major problems in that we'll go over it you know and we'll just keep rotating the palms around like that but that is mm. about how much of it it is and then you know by yourself yeah. like go out and but I don't want to waste 
It's not but wasting. It's not wasting. Yeah. But especially if you got time, because Bagua like is great it's, having partners. Right? You, it's, it's so a partner, got, it's a so partner martial. When you got time together, yeah. use that time yes. together, yes. Yes. and then go do your talu. Like, like you know, I, like, I see yeah, it kind of like like you see wrestling today. Mm. You can't practice wrestling really alone. You can't practice yeah. grappling. You mm. can't really practice Bagua alone. No. You even require a tree many times to work around. You know what I mean? Like, like. And all these techniques that are done like this, you it really is a partner martial art. Like yeah, you, yeah. Taiji, granted we want partners, but there's a lot of practicing law. Yeah. Even Shingi. Bagua, without a point of reference, what do you have? Yeah, yeah, I mean, you yeah. know, like, I mean, you, you do, but you don't. You know, like but you get so much more out of it. You get yeah. so much more out of it. And that's you, a, you mentioned you mentioned Suping Chan. Yeah. Does, is there any uh what are the is there some relevance of the Suping? What are, yeah. are they? So the idea is that it moves to four corners. Okay. So it's the shape of it. So you'll actually be starting at a place and you'll be ending at the same place, but in the process, you'll make essentially a rectangle. Rectangle. And, okay. And within that, you'll have a bunch of movements and when done slowly, so there's also, so Shu in his, um, in, in his time training, it developed it into um, sort of a, uh, uh, a very soft version of what he calls uh Taiji Bagua, Bagua Taiji, where he took the Taiji principles that he saw people in Beijing, because Beijing's a real big Taiji city as well. Yeah, and that's another thing and other people don't even realize. Yeah, mm. yeah. yeah. it is. Yeah. It is. Yeah. It's a huge yeah. Taiji city. Like people are like, oh, it's a Bagua city. Yes, and it's like a gritty. You understand why Bagua was used. You understand mm. why, like, you don't want to fall down in an alley on a hutong. You know, you like take, you, you take a look around the hutong. Yeah, like, oh, that's why. Yeah, yeah you know, like, and when you see the millstones, like, you have to use power to grind these fucking millstones. Like, yeah. you see these things are sunken in the ground from the Qing Dynasty. They probably weigh. You know, four hundred pounds. You know, they're heavy. And then, and then he took the taiji that he saw around him and that he was seeing, and he applied it to his suping. So he already had the supings, but he made it soft, and he applied it with palms. And so he got all this extra idea out of it. You know, by applying these different theories. And then, and then, so suping trend is this four corner thing. And suping is hard enough as it is. It gives you your basic kicks, punches, cardio, strength, um, uh, throwing techniques. Mm-hmm. Then he goes into lohan chen. Lohan chen is an idea of. Um, it's got a, it's a lot longer. It's got a lot more of these leg sweeps in it. Mm. A lot more leg sweeps, sweeps. And throws. A lot of leg sweeps and throws. It's like predominantly with Lohan is. It's got punches, but the Lohan trend that he teaches is predominantly leg sweeps and throws. So it's a lot more lower body. And then uh, Jingang trend. When I first learned from him, I was like, that's it. <laughs> like because like you you you're in Lohan Chen or something Chen, you're like, wow, this is tough, man. I wonder what Lohan Chen is gonna be like. Lohan Chen is like dragging you into deep water after you're already tired of swimming, and you're like, oh god, how am I gonna get back to shore? And then you're like, Jesus Christ, like Jingang Chen is gonna be super hard. And then you're like, wait, it's it's over already, <laughs> you know? Like, but it does a lot of double palm or, or, or double double strikes, okay. hand double strikes, and a lot of these very interesting double strikes, like. Like double punches and things that like weren't in Suping and weren't in Lohan, and um, it's 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 interesting like that. And That's so, interesting. I mean, the connection to Jingang and then the use of the double yeah, strikes. Yes, yeah, yeah, very much so. That makes sense. Yeah, it does make a lot of sense. You see, like you definitely see like with Shu stuff compared to Fong stuff. It's like you can definitely see that Fong's is like it's this, you know, coming from yeah. bits and bits, you know, from from everywhere and then made into the system. Whereas like Shu's is way more like yeah. just from the start. Yeah. To the end. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yes. You're yeah. like, oh, that's the, that, that's oh, this, yeah. this, the, oh, that's, yeah, Even the application yeah. issue stuff, even though you've got all the swimming dragon stuff and this and that, he starts you off with a lot of linear application versus everything I've seen from Simon. 
clarify for me if I'm wrong, <laughs> has been a lot more. There's a far more of this rotation stuff in the beginning when right you start shoe stuff yeah. that uh, makes it yeah. very difficult to practice. Phone stuff, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's hard, yeah. Like, shoe stuff yeah. doesn't become yeah, like because that because that's refined body mechanics. Yes, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Shoe stuff does not become like that until the upper levels. Right. Um, it's very much like a lot. Like, and the way shoe teaches is in layers. So people who have come mm-hmm. in the past or have discussed things with and debated a lot of shoe stuff with, like, no, he taught me like this and da 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 da. I'm like. You haven't yeah. been here long enough to understand. It's like going to America and being there for three months and thinking you know how to speak English or England. Mm-hmm. And then you go back home and you insist it's that. But for somebody who lived in England or America for five or six years, they're like, well... It yeah. could be that, but it, it could be that. Yeah. Yeah. And you're arguing yeah. and you're like... But, it's like, but if it's with it's that, like, it means this. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. And, yeah. So, and so the idea is, for example, some systems have um, Yoshen, like the swimming body idea, right? Um, or the swing body technique or whatever. Shoes is a principle. A lot of what shoe stuff is is based on principles. This is this. And then you'll go and learn it from him a couple weeks later and it'll be like this instead. And you realize he never says it. But you realize he's teaching you in layers. Yeah. You know? And sometimes, for example, when Simon started coming, like, he would sometimes teach Simon at the layer he was at. But sometimes you teach him at the layer I was doing things recently. Yeah. And so he would, Simon would come to me like, what is the connection between here and here? And then when I was in Japan and we'd have time, I'd go through these connections. Okay. Or sometimes you'd put that to the side and you'd be like, that's not for right now. I need to get this and this and this down. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. then, because this is way too confusing to add this in now. And then later yeah. on, you get to it and you're like, oh, now it makes like, sense. Yeah, one part of the story we probably haven't had then is like, he's been to Japan like 15 times. Yeah, 15 okay. times. I've been yeah. out here a bunch of times. Like, yeah. we've been to Hong Kong together. We travel international. We've been to yeah, New York nice, together nice. two or three times. been to New Zealand yeah, together. Yeah. Like, like, yeah, we... We yeah. get around. Yeah, we get around. We, yeah. we do a lot of things. Yeah. We go all over. We train. Oh, that makes yeah. you the second New Zealander I've had on this show. Oh, really? Ah, yeah. okay, okay. <laughs> yeah, we do We do a lot. We've done a lot together. We've trained in different places. We've gone and met different martial artists in different places. Nice. Mm-hmm. Um, one of our goals is to actually even go and connect with... We were talking about um, studying more uh, Shui Jiao. Mm. Getting in and connecting with some of these... Uh, like well, then Sada. you should meet the other New Zealander. Okay. Oh, right. Very cool. Okay. He lives here. Oh, yeah. Okay. Uh, his name is Mike, Mike, Mike Ashley Wicks. He, was, okay. he studied with uh, Li Baoru. Oh, oh yeah, here in Beijing. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, so. and also, we wanted to do like Sandai, some of the real... Pro- I talked to you about some of the professions yeah. to get a perspective, yeah. right? But also, we had mentioned... I know this might seem really strange, but... Some of that Indian pit wrestling yeah, looks phenomenal. Seeing that stuff? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. like, you know what I mean? To get a perspective of Indian how this wrestling, stuff might be applied. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's awesome. Like, and just to get these perspectives and to tr- mm. be willing to... Tr- Fuck, man. I moved to China. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I'm willing to travel. I haven't seen know. any Indian pit wrestling here. Not in China. No, no. But eventually, like, our goal eventually is once I meet, leave from here, I'll be in Japan. Yeah, and that's we'll one of the reasons why we planned. Yeah. We picked Japan is because it's a, just such a great jump spot. We yeah. go to York, back and you know, forth, you know, between It's so far easier. It's far cheaper to travel from there. Yeah. I want to buy a ticket to Taiwan from here. It's like 500 US. Buy it from there. It's like 150. Oh, that's The, the yeah. tariffs okay. are like far less. You can get down there, right? Yeah, if you're not picky about terms, you can get down there for 80 bucks. Yeah, the tariffs crazy yeah. the t- because Ch- Beijing hits you with tariffs it's yeah. like this governmental like tax because they don't they want you to fly in but not out you know what I mean and so Where's they don't they don't want you to go to Taiwan now they, they have the block with Taiwan right they don't allow anybody from China as of March this year any Chinese person to go to Taiwan unless you're in a group yeah without a tour you know group. so yeah. like I have a, a recognized tour group a recognized yeah. tour group yeah because Japan and Taiwan have had like a really good relationship for a long time so there's a lot of you know, Taiwan and Japan yeah. have actually never really had beef when Taiwan when mm. Taiwan was taken over by Japan they were like okay 
fine. <laughs> you know, like, and so all the things, problems that happened on the mainland with Japan, you know, the Japanese army, Taiwan never really experienced But that, that predated it. I mean, it Taiwan, Taiwan was yeah. part of Japan way before. For a long yeah. time. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. so they, they still do. I see a lot of my Taiwanese friends are dressed up and, like, they take a lot of pride in Japanese culture that has been imbued upon them during that time. Yeah, actually, to be honest, the, the second best Japanese food I've had out of Japan was in Taiwan. Oh, yeah, they got some legit Japanese yeah, yeah. food in Taiwan. Yeah, yeah. 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 Um, and, you yeah, there's a like even a lot of like um, Japanese speakers and stuff like that. Yeah, they're just like nah, you know, like through history and stuff. Obviously, yeah, that's where yeah, so much obviously. Yeah, the Japanese came that through Fukien, through yeah, through yeah. through like yeah. just all through that region. Yeah. And it's plainly obvious, like when you get to Okinawa. Like, yeah, 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 am yeah. I in yeah. Taiwan? Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah, 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 like, yeah. That's what it feels like. Yeah. You know? and then it just it just it just sort well, not sorts itself out, but just sort of. Yeah, subtly yeah. moves yeah. out through. Moves yeah. out as you go through. Yeah. The, you know. I, I've always wanted. I've never been to Okinawa. I've always yeah. wanted to go. I would love to. Yeah. We were talking. About Okinawa. Okinawa is, we should go together. Like, we were talking yeah, about some of the Gojuru. Gojuru. Yeah, I want to go see some of those. If you're going to do, if you're going to do, for anyone who's interested in Okinawa, if you're going to do Okinawa, you should definitely do Kyushu, okay. like Fukuoka, that region too. Mm. Um, and especially if you're like, okay, so I posted a photo on my Instagram. If anybody follows me on Instagram, I was in the um the National Museum of Tokyo recently. And they had from every single um, of the of the regions, you know, from all through Japan, they had their their, their katana, like the, the oh, samurai sword. That was cool. The That's one, right. saw that. The one from Fukuoka region, you know, more Miyazaki, so over the other side, yeah, like yeah, towards yeah. towards mm. the yeah, off of off of China, was full on Japanese katana, like blade quality, in a straight sword. Yeah, double-edged? Double-edged straight sword. Okay, so yeah. this is really interesting because I don't remember what book I was reading about some guy who was doing research on Japanese karate mm-hmm. and he was digging up some old writings from way, way back when. Mm-hmm. And they were talking about some sword swords that were used in Okinawa and the legend is that they came from China yeah. and they were straight and they had tassels hey, can you bring on up the them. Stuff? Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And they had tassels on, on them. It's on the um, big box book. Yeah. Okay. So, so I mean, that, yeah. I mean, that's pretty much a Chinese gin. You it, know, it, so. t- it totally is. It's like a total Chinese gin, and it's just got the, you know, what I mean, yeah, the finishes yeah, of the Japanese yeah, yeah. swords. Yeah. But so. I was like, you know, like the lady who I went with had no idea. I was like, whoa, what <laughs> the fuck? Yeah, it's pretty incredible. Like one of the things I find about Japan, and I, I love China. I live here, but one of the things I find about Japan is a great respect for the traditional arts and all aspects of it you know what i mean that like i think at some point you could even say that the japanese revered the chinese culture more than the chinese, than the chinese. oh we talk about this I've all the had, time i've had i've had untold conversations with japanese people in japan who are just like look you know chinese culture is incredible you know oh you need my wife yeah i'll show you the uh, instagram post if yeah. it wasn't if it yeah. wasn't for them like you know but yeah. like i mean for yeah. ta- taiwan yeah. is the same thing like again coming to mainland is is definitely incredible but one of the things about about Taiwan is is me being from New York City, they have temples like the hood has bodegas. Like yeah, every yeah, corner yeah, yeah. has a goddamn fucking temple. And there's no like, entrance fee, it's a living no, temple. It's a living it's temple. A living temple yeah. And it's 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 not some yeah. historical relic. It's a living temple. And on top of that, when I've asked these people, wow, the government really puts a lot of money into temples, they're like government doesn't give us any money this is all funded by the locals yeah. and by like, the patrons by the who patrons go there who to go pray there. Yeah, that's and, right. awesome. and that know? was that that's the thing too, for me too because i like going to temples yes i, love I hate going to temples in china because yes. i hate paying 60 yeah. bucks to go into yeah. a place of worship yeah, yeah exactly exactly, yeah. exactly. Yeah. i'm like do i really need to like go like do i need to pay 60 bucks to see this faded picture of ufa like no, you go inside and there's thing. a monk playing with his phone yeah i right. mean 
and I go to Taiwan and it's a different story. Yeah, it's full yeah, of people yeah. going in yeah. there Hong for Kong, spiritual Taiwan, reasons Japan, and Korea. it's free. Yeah. yeah. Japan yeah. is then no. Japan. Japan, Japan is I had the same thing yeah. in Japan. He has a beautiful temple near his house. A couple of them. One of them is uh, the one in, in the park is gorgeous. Uh, I'm just trying to get on the... Are you uh, talking about the um, Kitsune? The Kitsune, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. the one we do every New Year, but then but then we do Solar New Year a lot of times in Japan, and I do Lunar New Year with my... I have a Taiwanese... I've been adopted into a Taiwanese family in um, in Taiwan, so I go down and see my godson and this and that, and we mm-hmm. do temples all the time. But the one that's in Kichijoji, mm-hmm. you're walking through an outdoor mall, kind of like in Solana here, where it's like outside and open, and you're like, what's that little door? And it looks like, like a fucking Narnia door and you open it up and suddenly everything goes quiet yeah. and you're inside a what's it like a 8th 17th century Japanese temple right next to the mall turns out that the temple owns all the land and, and there's, a, <laughs> nice. there's a karate and Aikido dojo like down the bottom yeah, of it oh, it's nice. incredible it's oh shit I've got a video of that nice. too um, but yeah man I mean, it's yeah it's like I, I find um, like living in like living in Asia like adds so much yeah, to your, to, to, to to your, your understanding, to your training and quality, to your experience. Yeah, absolutely. Because like, you know, there's I mean, a lot of course, you can learn of in course, Asia. Like, of course, like Japanese and Chinese culture are different. But man, I'll tell you that underground, like the undercore roots of it, you know, it's, it's, it's all from China yeah, and, yeah. and it's all the same. And the etiquette is a little bit on the top with the cream and the and the cherries and the blah, blah, blah is different. But if you get down to the, the, the core, the core cultural roots between the two countries, uh, you know, it's the, the same. same. Yeah, the same. It's the same. Yeah. And they understand. I don't feel it. out of place in Beijing. Right. I don't come here and feel like, oh god, yeah, like shit. Oh, yeah, 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 oh yeah. Like, what am I supposed to do here? Yeah. Like, I don't. The, you know, I don't yeah. feel that at all. You if know? you can't get on, you check can out, check that out. Oh, there it is. Yeah, that's really interesting. It's crazy, huh? That's a high quality blade. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Nice. Yeah. Send that to me later. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. You got to get it on Instagram, man. Yeah, yeah okay. It's I'll worth it. it. It's okay. not political. It's not the bullshit that's on um, Facebook. It's on Facebook. Okay. That's the only reason I'm on it. But um, so I, I want to talk. I mean, we've, yeah. we're, what are we sitting at here? We're sitting at a while. Quite, quite a two hours something. Yeah, you have to cut it down. <laughs> anyway, Five hours, guys. Right? We're, we're, we're starting our first drunken podcast mini series. How much big? I wanted to talk a little bit about just your experiences training with Shu. I mean, you can both talk sure. about yeah, it. Yeah, sure, and sure. We're training in his system, etc. So. That's, that's a good. That's a good thing to ask. Um, Shu's fascinating because he's got. He's a Shu is a genius, and he specializes in Kui Jiao. Okay. He's, so he's a, he's really so really. Kui Jiao is fast fast wrestling. Yeah. Yeah. So he's got a lot of striking, but he avoided it for many years because he had some unfortunate incidences exist with some of his students who actually killed people. Yeah. So he stopped teaching the striking methods because he felt very remorseful for the deaths of two Whatever, people yeah. due to that. So, but he was always ever since he started training with his teacher Zhang Lasher, uh, Zhang Shuvu, he was always remarkably good at Kui Jiao. Okay. He was just very good at it. So he focused on that more. When talking to his teacher's daughter, his ex-wife, she says her dad could do it was very good. But he, there was, when you read the book and you ask her and you talk about it, he was he far more talks about the need for striking than the Kui Jiao. She talks about striking. It's not like, it's just that like, for example, when you read John's book and you talk to his daughter, it was like, First thing you need to do every day, you need to do hundreds and hundreds of thousands of like, chuan, yeah. you know, piercing. Mm-hmm. Where she will say, "You need to do chuan." Let me show you this throwing technique. <laughs> you know, like yeah, yeah, yeah. so it's just a different. But he's, she was on the verge of eighty years old, and his muscles still feel like he's a thirty-five or forty-year-old. I mean, okay. he practices a lot of physical things. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of techniques that he's developed or that he learned from his teacher. Um, it's not this 
oh, let's just stand in a uh, Zhang posture and then slowly cultivate our powers through that. No, it's like go out. Are like are lively and refined. Yes. You know? Yeah. And I love his, I love his chin though. Yeah, you know? Chinna um, is second to none. Yeah. Like, he like, catches you very, very, like you don't know he's got yeah. you. And then you're like, ah, oh, stop, stop. Oh, like, stop, stop. Yeah. Yeah. Chinna was, was, was really good, but overpowering as in, as in like, here I come. Yeah. yeah. Stop me. You know, <laughs> whereas with Shu, like you don't even know and the next thing, Oh yeah, yeah, and, yeah. and when it goes on, it like it goes hopper. Yeah. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. I really like his his chin is second enough. We talked oh, about nice. this before. Like yeah. she, she works well, a lot of times when she gets something, it's almost like an alligator. You see it, it's slowly, it's slowly, slowly, and then it snaps and like that's it rips yeah. its head around, right? Like it starts it, going into a death yeah, roll. it starts going into yeah. a death roll, and that's like it. It's that you don't know it's there, you don't know it's there, you don't know it's there, and yeah. then. And you're not getting out of it, you know, yeah. like, and he rips you around in the process and you're like, he could throw you purely based. So like some of the videos people see of that really thin student in his shoes. Um, I know that guy. He was in uh, Robert J. Arnold's video as well. Um, nice. I've, and he's been in the class a couple times. Uh, he doesn't really come around much anymore. He, he never really trained much in shoes back Bagua. So okay. He trained in some Taiji. He trained in a little bit of Bagua and then he went off and started teaching his own stuff but never really learned the extent of the system. And so he's not really a... He's not really a derivative holder of shoes system, okay. but um, but he but when you see that video of him hopping around, that's legitimate. I mean, I know he's like really light and he's mm -hmm. not very heavy. Trust me, like I've sparred people, I've done things with people, I've wrestled with pro fighters. That dude is not reacting in any crazy way. Like no, he's, shoe, not, he's not acting. Oh, he's not acting. Time, oh, no, yeah. Us last time was him last yeah. time we went back, um, and. Uh, did like a day we did gun the whole yeah. day then we went over like um the sipping like striking mm -hmm. uh, methods and then the, I think it was the third day we did like um like chinna yeah and uh there was me and Mark and because Mark comes out to Japan and trains with our crew out there all yeah. right so I get back and like oh yeah, yeah we you know we're having a beer after training I'm like oh yeah we we did this um a lot of this chinna stuff yeah put on these videos and it's got him doing like like um short short figure chinna you know oh, um, or, or me and Mark it's the best but it's and, worse and he used to yeah, these guys are used to us like you know teaching him whatever and you know there's this video of Mark like ah, ah, and on your fingers me too like they're like really bro? and it looks like but it's that it's, it's that, that yeah, yeah it's, it's that it's, good yeah man. he is yeah, yeah. he he really is and in his older age he's really refined a lot of things okay because he doesn't do as much of the like the you, it's very rare to find him do a lot of long like heavy powerful strikes like you see in the old days because he's older so he does a lot more like short range stuff right. doesn't mean he's not he's not he's not strong mm. there's a video simon has of him he got punched in the shoulder by shoe. Yeah, yeah. His yeah. second time out here, and his whole shoulder turned black. Just completely like, black. Completely yeah, black. Yeah, you could see it. It was started here, and it just worked its way out. And she was like, oh, "I'm sorry." He, like, and I was like, "It's, it's okay." <laughs> you know, like, there's there's okay. They're yeah. just gonna cut it off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. There's some other funny moments. This is what I remember. I don't know if Mark remembers or not. He probably will. But um, <laughs> one time we've been there for ages, and we've been doing chinga. Chinga. That was when um, um what the. Uh, what was his name? Uh, um, Huang was. His oh, name? Huang was yeah. there. Yeah, he was there for one, what, that yeah. one day. Yeah, you know? and um, and uh, so he was like, he'd been doing this. Should have been doing this chin us, and we started off the session like, oh yeah, so how does this one go? Yeah. yeah, he's like, oh, I was like this, yeah. And by the end of the session, like 
I'm like, Mark, put your fucking hand out, bro. And you're like, nah, Simon, you put your hand out. I'll be I'm putting out my left. And then he's like, no, no, give me the other hand. I'm like, fuck. Yeah, she will always shoot yeah, towards <laughs> the hand that hurts more. Like, yeah. she just has that sensing. You know, you'll put out the hand that's stronger and be like, and what he'll do is he does it really subtly. He'll look you in the eyes and he's talking to you. He'll shift over the other hand. He'll grab the other hand. Mm-hmm. And he'll like, place it on his arm but not in a way where like people are like grab my hand like this yeah. like mm-hmm. he'll lure you he'll bait you into grabbing him in a way that you don't want to grab him yeah. and like and then he's and he's he was very good at Kwai Jiao he's very good at throwing and when he did push hands one of the things I find that I've learned from now training with you nearly four times a week for the past almost four years mm-hmm. up until recently when I've, I've really put a lot of my dedication and time into the Chinese language so I haven't been as much but um, I, I still go you know quite a bit but still not like the four or five times a week right. when the first three years um the he was very much about what is the end result you know what mm-hmm. i mean like he's he's like train these different methods train the distances striking mm-hmm. at a distance this and this and that but know what happens too when you get the middle range trapping once mm-hmm. you get in here and mm-hmm. all these different things that are logical in any martial art yeah, right? yeah. Mm-hmm. and but then the other thing that i liked about him was what's the what's your goal Mm. Do you are you trying to incapacitate your patient or your your not your patient your uh, <laughs> yeah, yes your patient yeah, your opponent <laughs> Freudian slip sorry uh, but like a great advertisement yeah. <laughs> Chinese medicine yeah. here drink this uh, but uh, <laughs> drink this and hold this <laughs> but like that's Give me your hand yeah yeah <laughs> but like we've talked about this too about developing modifying it's not even modifying it's taking Twisho back to what it was mm-hmm. it's not like if your end game is to push your person far away they're far away you can't do anything and Shu's always talking about like, why are you playing Twisho and pushing the person far away yeah what's yeah. the end goal so, like Fung was the same know, with that you know yeah, what's yeah, the end yeah. goal his, his, incapacitate his, like, a lot of people come and like you know his Twisho like um People be like, oh, it's it's too hard. Yeah. But it wasn't hard. It was just like circles build up over years and years and years. And he just had like nine different. Oh, I'm nine so tired people. of that yeah. that comment. It's too hard. Yeah. Oh, it's too hard. Yeah, exactly. And he had like he had like nine different patterns that he did. And some of the patterns were sick. Like some of them were like when when you hear and you come up with the elbow, yeah. protecting your ear and, and back through. And, yeah. You know, and like they were, they were yeah. saying you drill. Man, you she was a lot of patterns like that too. Year? Yeah. Someone put their hands on you. You just oh. you, you yeah. Know, like yeah. she will tell you. He'll say oh, she did too. Like all. Yeah. all the, the little tricks like like the the, the, the oh, got you yeah, 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 yeah. Like, yeah. I mean come on I know, I'm not playing panic yeah, cake yeah, and yeah, yeah. games with people yeah. Yeah. No, I mean we don't do toy show and I mean my, yeah. there's no we almost never do yeah. so, there's, there's not in any Bagua you could do some exercises yeah. but it's not in, in, in line of what we understand as toy show that yeah. people are playing yes. and, yeah. no she was, so. same thing he would say there's Bagua toy show but he, he clarifies and says it's it's two person drill they're yeah. drills it's yeah. not toy show but he, he'll yeah. say I practice Tai Chi, so I use this in Tui Show. Yeah. But it's he'll very much clarify. He'll just say Bagua Tui Show is this is Bagua Tui Show. He goes in Bagua Tui Show ni Jin. You know, like yeah. it's like Tai Chi. Well, you know, I had this guy. I think it was maybe eight years ago, and I was training with my teacher, and this guy just arrived, and he came up to my teacher, and like, hey, can I test out your student? Ah, oh, Jesus! My my teacher's like, yeah, Byron, okay, go ahead. What are you gonna do? I'll do Tui Show. I'm like, my teacher's like, we don't do Tui Show. Yeah. Mm. He's like, oh, we'll just do this. And he had this whole set of prerequisites and whatever. And I just remembered, I grabbed his arm and did whatever he wanted, and I just went whack, and his arm came out and out of his shoulder. I was like, and he left. (laughs) The same guy I mentioned, the one who was in the video with uh, Robert J. He came back one day because he kind of comes back and he looks down. You know, he sits around the corner and he watches. 
I'm the Wygoren who has become Shu's favorite student now because yeah. like you, you stick around and you you train, train you know? hard. Just train and hard. Your goal isn't to become like the most popular person in Beijing. No, you just, just train hard to represent your yeah. teacher, you know, yeah. like and represent the system and everything. So he comes back and looks around, and a bunch of the Chinese guys were having trouble doing some uh, some of the shuifa that we were doing, and it was very quick, very quick, like Kui Jiao, and it's not a lot of it's not. He's got some like Shui Jiao jacket techniques, but a lot of it is like. We would call it today like no gi type stuff. Yeah, you know okay. what I mean? And um, it's a lot of it's like that. And because uh, they didn't train with jackets, or at least shoe school didn't. It was just you know whatever you were wearing. And so, but I, I really like the jacket idea. But they weren't in this case. So he was like, oh, and he was watching. Kept giving them tips, and they were like, it's not working. It's not working. And he goes, can I try? And I was like, sure. And he tried to do it. I mean, it would have worked. And he goes, okay, you do it. Wham! Before you knew it, his feet were up in the air, and his head <laughs> hit the ground on the side of his neck. He gets up, he brushes himself off, he looks at me. Oh, she says she It does work. He walks away and she like grins at me. He's like, and like he and I winks at me and he like the guy like runs like, oh, she says she's okay. Uh, well, yeah, sure. Thank you. Oh, yeah, sure. 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 Oh, Yep. Can you like uh, like he wants to have a bully? What was what he saying? He was like he wanted to have a personal class to see how good Feng system oh, that's was. Nice. Yeah. And then he also didn't believe that the shoe stuff could really work because he had never seen. Mind yeah. you, this this guy's a foreigner lived in Beijing for a while. He had never met Shu. Yeah. He had only seen his stuff online because he had never personally met anybody who had ever studied with Shu was ever any good. He was questionable about how good Shu was. But then this was also a guy who had lived in the South who thought that training Taiji... When was this? This was like three three years ago. Three years ago. Okay. So okay. he went out to... He went out to... He went out to China. Cause, so first thing he was... Went, he went out to Japan. 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 Yeah. He was living in China. His Chinese was excellent. His Chinese was like excellent. excellent. Okay. But so we went out... And so he it, doubted Feng... He, he doubted yeah. Feng. His teacher had studied his with us. Does he have eyes? Yeah, exactly. His teacher said yeah. Feng was fake. Was fake. Well. Because there's a bunch of those Shanghai guys act like Feng's fake because he left and, you know, you can talk about your shit. Uh, he's because, teaching the, the, the Japanese. Peiji wrong, yeah. yeah. And Peiji yeah. was, yeah, well, Peiji wrong, da 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 and this and that, you know. So so and so and we had gone out to Zhenghe Yohairen. Yeah. Like the, they have this awesome Tang Dynasty garden. For anybody who ever comes to Beijing, I know it sounds weird, Go to that hospital. And well, go so that's to the, the, the China-Japan Japan friendship, friendship hospital. hospital. Go to this Tang Dynasty garden they have in the I, middle. I had x-rays there when I tore my AC joint. Oh, you did? Yeah. <laughs> have you seen the, the Tang Dynasty garden they have in the middle? Think, it's it's, so. you, it's yeah. weird. You're like in Beijing. It's, and it's, like it's usually I'm there in the middle of the night because I've yeah. broken something. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's true. The time I've gotten to you. So like you can literally walk right up the block and right there. And so he was like, oh, we went out for a beer one night. We went over there. And they have this, they have this, like it's it's like a, it's like a like a tea shop, but it's never open. You know how that is. You yeah. go to these parks, and say, oh, we got this beautiful tea shop. Oh, look, it's not open. I've been living here for four years. It's never been open. You know, like mm. ever. But it's beautiful. So, but they have this Tang Dynasty garden with fish. So off of one side is like this big four foot drop into a pond, and the other side is this glass doors with like wooded work. And so he's like, oh, let me show you this thing. You know, in Bagua, you should really... So this guy. This guy. He's and like, you met him there. He's like, well, that's, yeah. yeah, because he was like, I'll bring you some beers. Well, you know, because we were going to school right across the street at uh, uh, Beijing at the time, okay. the Beijing uh, University of Chinese Medicine. Yeah. And um, we were sitting there talking and drinking some beers because he wanted to show... I'd never been to the garden before and he showed it to me. And so he's like, oh, yeah, you know, we can, we can do some push hands. And, Yo, let me teach you this thing that I learned in Bagua. You know, I don't know if you know it or not, but it's really good information. It doesn't mess up your knees. Always make sure to rub your knees and your ankles together. And I was like, thanks, bro. You know, like, yeah, like, when you walk, make sure your ankles and knees rub. And I was like, 101. 
Thank, Thank you. You, you know, like yeah. you mean, don't open yeah. the crotch. You know, exactly. I have your knee collapsing. You know, oh. and I was like, oh. So he was like, you know, I don't know. And I, so I showed him some stuff from shoe stuff, and he's like, well, I don't know about this. I was like, all right, come on, come at me. So he comes at me, and I I hit him in the neck, and I go to throw him by sweeping his leg, his knee yeah, off okay. and push. One of those. But yeah. the problem is, there's the glass doors from the tea shop right behind him. So as I push him down, I grab him. He's so drunk, he doesn't realize what happened. And I pick him back up and I sit him up. So I don't know, man. I don't know if that. I was like, Jesus Christ. You know what? I can't throw him into the pond. I can't throw him. You should have. I should have. So I was just like, you know what? Fuck it. But he's like, yo, I want to go to Japan. I want to talk to Simon. You know, but I don't know about that that function bow stuff. I was like, you're not. You don't know about a lot of stuff. But the nice thing is, Simon's got a park yeah. with a dirt, so yeah, you can I've slam anybody, yeah, right? Like, yeah. so I was like, Simon, meet this dude. And the dude paid Simon to whoop his ass. So like, he paid Simon a fee to give him in. He's like, I don't want to learn anything about shoe stuff, right? Yeah, and yeah, like, yeah, showed yeah, up yeah. like. Did he, he, did he believe asshole. afterwards? Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. He came back and said, like, yo, Simon's badass. I would never want to fuck with him, man. Yo, he's like one of like five dudes who whoop my oh, ass. Oh, nice. I'm like, one of five dudes. You know, like one of five dudes. I was like, brah, shut the fuck up. You know, like, like, I was like, your ass almost went through a glass fucking door here. But you were too drunk to even realize what happened. Simon used... Simon knocked him out in midair with a shoe technique and let him wake up believing it was a fun technique. <laughs> you know, like, like that's... He was just like, he's like, he's like, oh, good, bro. Okay, let's go. I'm going to go. Oh, okay. So he just comes barreling in and a slip up right, right on the... Bam! <laughs> and he's the fucking dude. He used gun, right? He used yeah, gun. Yeah, Bunk, gun. Like this. Yeah. And he hit him right here and the dude just... He told me when he came back, he was I don't remember hitting the ground, and then I woke up on the ground. Yo, that dude's badass. I was like, "That's called being knocked out, motherfucker." <laughs> <laughs> like, he's like, "Oh yeah, yeah." But I was just like, and he's like, "Yo, give Simon this book about Peachy Wrong." It was like all in Chinese. So I give it to Simon. Simon's like, "Whatever." He's <laughs> like, "Fucking man!" Like, but yeah, it's and that's another problem in Chinese martial arts. I understand everybody's got differences, and it's in a lot of martial arts. But I think one of the things right now is at least. There needs to be a core group. And this is another reason for starting this association. Yeah. There needs to be a core group of people yeah. that get together and work on things. And, 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 and not fuck and the rest of the world, but fuck the rest of the world. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. at the same time. And the, deal's, and the, and the, the, the door's got to be open and be, like, it, like be open in, like, a, a positive way. Like, not everybody has to be, you know, the, a badass. Or, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, it's yeah, just, yeah, like, yeah. somewhere where people can, can get their side of the story across and, to, and like... Try and but get, also develop yeah, something. Yeah, try and get some like human, unity and some right, harmony. Right. And, you know, like, I mean, I don't even go on the forums and stuff like that anymore because there's just so much fucking I don't bitching, either, bro. Like, I, I, just, don't I just... It's like pointless. Uh, I just go to the park. Yeah. Do your training, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, hang out with the, with the enough, people. There's not enough hours in the day for that. Nah, yeah. not at all. So. You know? and, and it's really... That's the sad thing is, is that because like, you know, if you look at like... um, If you look at other arts and, and we're, we're looking at like like... The area of like you know where can we how can we bring kung fu back to that where it's got that all around respectability is like you know a lot of other arts like of course there are beefs and stuff like that but generally speaking there's a lot of getting on and a lot of like cross training and yeah. a lot of like you know what i mean and a lot of like building relationships with different camps and all sort yeah, of stuff yeah. and i think like i think like sometimes like um in in chinese like um it's like we can be like our own worst enemy yeah, yeah, for you know sure. I mean? yeah, for like, sure. Like, yeah, for like, sure. Because we, nobody wants to listen to any, what anybody else has got to say. They're like feral cats. Yeah. You know, everybody's hissing at yeah. everybody else. And, and like, like, and like if, you know. if your teacher could fight, or if, if Mark's teacher could fight, or if my teacher could fight, does that really matter? Yeah. 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 At the end of the day, between yeah. between us three, us three. Yeah. Yeah. and yeah, what yeah, we're yeah. doing, and what yeah. we're creating, and does that, does that really mean that, you know, if such and such a teacher couldn't fight, does that make everything they learned, like, invalid? No. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, so... 
But it's that fighting constant, changes. It's that constant you know? bitching and that constant yeah. bickering and that constant bullshit yeah. that doesn't get anybody anywhere. And <laughs> and from people from yeah. the outside who look at it, it just looks like a fucking joke. We talked yeah. about yeah. this. Yeah. We talked yeah. about this when we did the, your very first podcast, like the yeah. one that we we I, I, and I was saying before, fighting is a circle. We're not developing new techniques, really. Yeah. We're just traveling the wheel of Dharma. You know what I mean? Yeah. And like, oh look, like, oh, like we're back here. Again. No, we're back here again. Like, yeah. like look at look at when the UFC came out and like the domination because most people who fought in the UFC weren't ground sufficient. Yeah. And mm-hmm. most of the Greco Roman Greco Roman doesn't work on on finishing techniques as much as it does submission techniques. Mm-hmm. And so a lot of them weren't. In fact. Any time in Greco-Roman, I used to rec- rec- wrestle Greco-Roman when I was in second grade, third grade when I was in elementary school. Anytime you get into a position of being able to choke a person out, they break it up. So they never develop past that point. So when you get to the submission, or they did, you know, when you wrestle in that area, when you wrestle in those, those, those like, school-style wrestling. Then when you go to BJJ, they developed a lot of, what, submission on the ground techniques that Greco-Roman didn't train. So then people have to train for that. And then they came and they dominated for a while. Then from there... People started realizing, okay, let's you learn how to do, you know, take down the fence. And now you've got, like, the best of the world. People like George St. Pierre, he just punches you in the face and takes you down, you know, and throws mm-hmm. some kicks. And, like, mm-hmm. but he, and granted, he might be good in all these aspects, but he figures out the weaknesses of different things, and he exploits them. And now today, if you watch most UFC, a lot of it's stand-up. Stand-up again. You know, yeah, we're, we're back, back to, to that. that. Same, it's going back to, like, now you know? people get, having way more trouble trying to get Most grapplers yeah. don't. And, there's, there's, and, and honestly, like, the striking side of MMA, yeah. there's so much that can there's, still come oh, up. We were talking about this. We've One of the biggest emptinesses, yeah. I think, where Kung Fu can come in big, and I know people exactly. will laugh, is yeah. that, that middle trapping yeah. range. What do you do in close to strikes? Stand up grapple game. Yeah, stand up right, grapple right, game. Right. And I think one of the people who does it, yeah. yeah, one of the people who does it best, Tony Ferguson. Well, he I has think, a Wing Chun background. He's a Wing Chun background. You know yeah. that guy's a beast at that, man. Yeah, yeah. Even John Jones. John yeah, Jones yeah, for sure. He does. John yeah. Jones, Tony Ferguson. These two guys are phenomenal. And as much as I, not a fan of Conor McGregor's attitude, his body mechanics are like very yeah. much kung fu based yeah. you know what i mean yeah. and like he well, did that's a lot the of thing i mean stuff. that's the other thing if we could just break this and that's why i mean you guys know i went to see Zhang Weili, and the point of mm. me talking to her was about chinese martial arts mm. her background in chinese yeah. martial arts mm. in the mm in mma mm. and what does she think and also china's future in mma yeah. because we just need that icebreaker. I think she's an icebreaker for china yeah, i think so yeah, so yeah, yeah, if we yeah. can get more guys like saying hey man I can do that too. And you get guys that are coming out of a strong traditional background yes. or they're, they're, they're crossing or they've yes. got this base and they go into MMA and they start saying, hey, I'm going to start using these techniques mm. that nobody's using. Well, we're working on that a little bit. Yeah. We want to bring up... Because there's so much there that could be used. Yeah. Like we, We've got some professional fighters in Japan who want to work with us to create a school. And this is also part of the idea of the Tong that not only... So like if you look at John Wei, I don't know much about what's going on in her school. But from what I see on the outside... They do a lot of Chinese cultural aspects, from the Shui Jiao to the. Well, Kung that's Kung. her more. That's yeah, her more. Do, yeah, she's pushing. Yeah, she's pushing yeah. that, right? She, she's and I, I really want to connect with her because I think, like, I would benefit. Obviously, I'm not gonna say, oh yeah, she'll benefit from knowing me, but I think our goals are similar, mm-hmm. right? And I really yeah. respect. Not only that, they have a goddamn tea table. You know what I mean? In their fucking gym, that's like they're pushing these yeah, traditional yeah. aspects. Mm-hmm. We have guys. Guy wants yeah. to get together. Well, start you know, there's two guys in that gym. Well, her, she's one, uh-huh. and Wu Hao Tian. You know, the, no, he's a male professional MMA fighter. Here, he comes from a seven or eight year Yi Chuan background. Yeah, really. Yeah. Oh, but I've had like with my friend Guy. I mean, dude, don't get me wrong. I've been tapped out a million times by him on the ground mm. and 
dumped and slammed and thrown and across the yeah. you know. But one thing that he told me one night um, when we were having a drink was he, he was like, dude, the elbow techniques, the Bagua elbow yeah. techniques that I learned from you are the best elbow techniques I've mm. ever learned. Yeah. And right. I use them all the time and I've taught everybody in my in my gym. We were talking like, today, those, those kicking techniques, techniques from yeah. Chinese Kung Fu mm. are, are by and far the most diverse kicking techniques you'll ever yeah. when you study Thai boxing they have great t- kicking techniques but they're very limited mm-hmm. you know Kyokushin is much more technical than Thai boxing yeah. and they're good but compared to like the Sanda shit that you can see especially yeah. in some of these books and things that came out like we've got one I got for his 72 Shaolin kicking yeah. techniques yeah. phenomenal book that and book, like the, I, I, the, I did that book with my partners we did like every single technique in that book went mm-hmm. through and, and Training yeah. them together and man, that shit. So it's course. just a matter of the, just right matter person, the right person with yeah. the right knowledge exactly. and the right group at the yeah. right time, yeah. exactly. and it'll come out. It'll come out. And, and yeah, that's sometimes it. I feel that sometimes there's like I've had situations where I've trained with friends of friends and stuff like that, and have come in and they've not known that mm. you're a bagua dude or a, a so-called kung fu dude anyway and they're like oh man that shit is fucking dope yeah. and then afterwards you're like oh well, you know when you're having dinner together what have you like oh yeah by the way yeah that's um kung fu. that's kung fu. <laughs> yeah. and, they're, and they're like oh and they yeah. a couple times yeah yeah there was a yeah. BJJ school i went to and this guy was and like it's not saying that it's just the the, the be all and end all but what i'm saying is no, that it's I not know. it's not it's invalid not yeah it's, it's not, not invalid. no we're not saying we're like, i'm not trying to say that chinese martial arts is the be all and end all what i'm trying to say is that the be all and end all does have chinese martial arts exactly exactly that's the one yeah, that's, that's exactly it. it i was a i remember this one time i make a t-shirt of that. yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. there was this one school i remember going to and they were cool we used to go i used to do a little bit of bjj with a, a friend of mine driving me along with him to go do some stuff not like i wasn't kicking and screaming or anything but he was like dude i want somebody to go with me i don't want to go alone mm. you know cause sometimes going to gyms can be intimidating you know you don't yeah. know anybody and I was like, yeah no problem and i jumped right in and i'm he was like jesus christ bro like do you do this stuff and i was like no and I had I was I don't do BJJ I haven't grappled in many years, but practicing the Bagua and the way that I've learned it from Shu, a lot of it is very submissive. Yeah, you know, submissive in the same of submissions, you know, okay. and things like that. I was tapping out purple and blue belts, you know, mm-hmm. and and he was like, and even the black belt who ran the school was like, Jesus Christ, what are you doing? And he kept telling people like, this guy is strong and he's got really unorthodox like techniques. Like it's good to have him in our school. Yeah. And I remember one of the guys they were doing knee to belly stuff, you know, passing knee yeah. to belly, changing side controls and that. Yeah. And um, and I was doing it too, and they put a lot of pressure on it. I was like, what if we use this technique from Bagua? I did a little folly, and the guy jumped. I remember. We were doing this, and he's trying to get real rough with me. I was like, all right. So when it was my turn, I flipped him, and I did knee to belly. It was like a rolling session. And I gave him a little oomph, and he was like, get off. And he ran to the bathroom, and he puked. And he came back out, and he was like, what the fuck was that? And I looked at him, and I grinned. I said, oh, it's just a little bit of Tai Chi. And he was like, <laughs> he was like fuck that. That was not Tai Chi. And the white belt once by goes, I hear Tai Chi's good stuff. Hey, Mitch, you ever think about practicing Tai Chi? And he likes to say, fuck you, man. Like, you know, but like. It's starting to get back. And like yeah, yeah. as much as like people used to rag on it before, people are starting to say, no, there's some legitimacy there. But there's yeah, a problem. Bro. I mean, we've just got, and I, maybe we can end with this, but we've got a problem in Chinese martial arts that the people that have been coming out, especially the last 15, yeah. 20 years, yeah. representing Chinese yeah. martial arts, yeah. especially in a commercial Many environment, are, yeah. are the wrong people. Yes, the so wrong people. That's yeah. what we're sitting with. We're and not, there's no reason to not go out and prove them wrong but here's the other thing i will say we've talked about this a lot when you do that use your platform to go and point to people who are good though mm. i don't mind Xu Dong wrecking people but mm. i will say this the only thing i didn't see personally enough of was him saying this is bullshit this is real 
I would have really liked to see him point more publicly to be like, this is bullshit, this is real. Because then what happens is you create a vacuum, right? Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. I'm not saying what he did was wrong. I'm not saying that. Yeah. I'm not one to comment. I'm not Chinese. That's a Chinese problem, right? Yeah. But with us, we're fighters. We do things. Let's also point to the good stuff. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. like mm-hmm. we're here today. You're pointing to us, we're pointing to you. You know what I mean? Like, this is the real shit. This isn't like, yeah. hey, you know, this came from opera in India, and let's spin on fiery wheels, and that crazy guy online who talks stuff like that. Like, <laughs> you know, like, 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 it's not that bullshit. Like, obviously, he would get laid the fuck out, like, mm-hmm. and he would probably get speared through by this guy hanging on your wall right here if he ever came up. But, like, but like, I want us to also point towards that. You know, like, yeah. these guys are good. That way we can get referrals. We have students, go see Byron. In yeah. Australia or, yeah. or Japan yeah. or wherever you are, Beijing or wherever you are, I want you to go. Go. Tr- he's going to teach you good stuff, mm. you know. And then you start to create a network, yeah. and then it gets more and more and more. I don't personally don't. Know. Maybe she like, did that, but I just didn't see it. You know, like, probably better than I did. And instead you know? of like pushing, instead of pushing like other arts, yeah, which is what I've really tried to do in Japan. Instead of like pushing other arts away and having this chest out us against them, yeah, bring, find the right people. And bring yes, them in, yes, you know, yes. and and learn from them, yeah. and, and get it like we. I have not seen anywhere, anywhere, like a Southern Mantis dude, a Wing Chun dude, a boxer, yeah. an MMA guy, a Bagua dude, and a Taiji dude, like hanging out, like regularly training. training like chilling, yeah. like like learning from each other, like legitimately fighting and preparing yeah. for pro fights. So, yeah. so you know. So what we're trying to aim at is not the beginning of a bad joke, but we want it to sound like a Wing Chun guy, a Bagua guy, and a Southern <laughs> man. Walk 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 walk. Walk. Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Like yeah. I mean, and that's but like, and that's another thing about some of these forums. You know why I'm not on? I don't comment a lot on them anymore. I just stay, I avoid them. You know, forums are a lot of times a waste of time and. To take, uh, you want to take a professional fighter's advice, Jorge Masvidal, in a recent interview, he's like, I don't have a, I, I barely use my phone. I'm not online. I don't watch TV. Like, if you want to get good at something, stay away from. But the there's also the other side. I mean, like, a lot of those forums and in today's environment, it's all about everyone trying to build their brand for financial reasons. Yeah, yeah. They can so do that's that. why. Yeah, no, can, but I mean, they yeah, can do yeah. that, but that's why that's we have why, so much yeah, shit. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. why we have all of this. Well, they got a tub of Vaseline out and they're sitting next to the <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Or that, which is, which is only, which is only yeah, 80%. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, right? And like, or like, we recently saw another one where like a guy was trying to make a brand for himself and he was drunk online Try to teach fucking self-defense on his wife to the masses. And he was wasted, or he seemed wasted and high. And it was like, stop it. Put down the camera. Step away. You know? Don't do these things, man. Like, don't do these things. Like, but I I think that's, again, us connecting and getting better and and doing things like this and having a group. We all support each other. Mm. You know? And it's not going to just stop there. You know, how many other business opportunities life opportunities happen when you have that connection yeah for yeah. sure you know what I mean yeah. like I mean, outside that's, totally like, that's what Chinese culture is based on yeah. right? that's, exactly. and that's what we talk Watch about you. we talk about that's the it. monkey mind yeah. you know Dan always talks about that yeah. you know you're only good at I have so many teachers who are only good at one thing and anything out, and they become so obsessed with it they go fucking crazy yeah. because they have no outlet that's why we always talk about being having another don't be just good at martial arts. Mm. Study cooking. Study medicine. Study yeah. tea. Yeah. Study IT work on a computer. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever it is. To balance it. To yeah. balance it. Well, Musashi said the same Musa- thing. Musashi's, yeah. 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 Musashi said exactly yeah. the yeah. same thing. He leaves in Musashi's word. Yeah. Oh, okay, yeah. cool. Same Same. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. yeah. All right, guys, so that was good. You got any drink there left? So let's 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 do this let's because do we're going to...
finish this with a cheers. Mm. It sounds good. Good to have you, you guys here. Thanks, Thanks for, for coming. Thank it was you. a good conversation. Thank awesome. Yeah. Thanks, man. Cheers.